Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 102 of Thirst and Goal. My name is Franny. Across the table from me is Ben, not wearing his Steelers gear. And we are a show about NFL, football, whiskey, and beer reviews. You'll get everything you need to know about the NFL and become a whiskey and beer expert like us. Exactly. That's a great intro, Ben. I like that. (laughs) I'm going to get used to doing that. I swear. I promise. Yeah, no (laughs) Steeler gear tonight. They don't deserve it. Yeah, well, Ben, I mean, it's your team. Come on. I mean, it's one loss on the season so far. You have some tough games coming up, though. I mean, you got the Colts. You got the Browns. Who else you got? Uh, I couldn't even tell you. The Colts and the Browns. The Colts, the Browns, and there's one more decent team mixed in there. Oh, yeah. the Bills. And the, oh, the oh Bills. yeah. How could you forget that? Yeah, Ooh, the, rest the, Bills, of the rest of the games the we Bills should win. The look pretty good, too. Yeah, That's a, exactly. Uh, but, so, I mean, the Browns have a chance, Ben, to get to that number one spot. I mean, who would division. have thought that going into this season? Well, 2020 has been a crazy year, so it's not really shocking that the Browns all of a sudden are a good football team this year. Yeah, watch the Browns win the Super Bowl this year. That would be <laughs> a fitting end to, to the 2020 season. Yeah, exactly. Friday, how was your week this week? Uh, ben, it was it was, uh, it was a good week. I mean, it, was, it, it dragged a little bit. I worked today. I'm a little tired, as I usually am when I do work on a Saturday. But what about you? Uh, not too bad. It was, uh, as I said earlier, it was an annoying week, uh, yeah. but it didn't feel any longer than the typical week. Uh, what are you drinking over there? Uh, tonight, Ben, I have a little bit of the Whipsaw Rye Whiskey with a little bit of Coke and a little bit of Club Soda. What about you? I am drinking. Last week, we yes. had a bet. Yes. Finally, mm-hmm. after my bet to Franny that Taysom Hill would throw two touchdowns. And one uh, of the bets was a very expensive one. <laughs> yeah, that's For our 100th episode, Ben was kind enough to get a 21-year-old scotch. Uh, Glenn, Glenn Farkless. The Glenn Farkless 21-year. And we have that sitting around inside right now. But thank you so very much for Ben, for, for you, Ben. That was that was very generous. That was a very generous um, losing bet yeah, exactly. <laughs> for you, for me. But selfish. Selfishly, it is here yeah. in the studio, so we will be able to drink it together. Uh, so selfishly, at least I will be able to partake in that. Mm-hmm. But because Taysom Hill finally threw a touchdown pass this season, uh, Friday Two. picked me up two touchdown two touchdowns. passes. Not one. I mean, one would have won it, but two. That's amazing. Yeah, for him, that is amazing. <laughs> Uh, so he picked up this beautiful gray whale gin. Uh, this is not a sponsorship. It is just a gin that Franny picked up for me because I he finally felt pity on me and bet yeah. that Taysom Hill would only have one touchdown. Yeah. If it was one touchdown, I would, in fact, win the bet. So he lowered the bar as low as he could possibly lower it to get me to win the bet. Uh, but this is a beautiful gin. It's out of California. Uh, a couple of hippies started this particular distillery. It's I think it's all organic. Gluten-free. Many of the gins are gluten-free, uh, but they have juniper, juniper from Big Sur, kombu from Mendocino Coast, almonds from the Capay Valley, limes from Baja, California, fir tree from Sonoma, and mint from Santa Cruz. This is mm-hmm. a really, really nice gin in a beautiful bottle. The bottle, the presentation is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I it mean, really stands out on the shelf of all those boring gin, just the clear bottles. This one really stands out. It caught my eye. And whoever designed it, kudos to you. Yeah, great. And it tastes wonderful. So, again, not a sponsorship, but go out there and give it a taste. Uh, Franny, you're drinking the Whipsaw. The Whipsaw. I mean, yeah. it wasn't our favorite rye on the show, but it's a great mixer. Um, it's it's not as spicy as I would like 
from a rye. Um, but it's 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 great to mix with some Coke and um, you know some club soda or just Coke alone. Um, you know, I mean, you, I usually mix it with you know some Jack, which you know happens to be a little sweet at times. Yep. This is you know not as sweet, but I just wish there was a little, just a little more spice. Yeah, a little more spice. Yeah, typically if you're new to the show, typically we'll tell you at the opening, you know, what we've decided to drink during the show before we get to our whiskey and beer review later There's in more the show. To come. Yes, yeah. sandwiched in between <laughs> a little bit of NFL news or a lot of NFL news. Sad week for me. Steelers finally oh, lose. Man. Another sort of typical week for Frane. The Eagles put up a valiant effort, but lose at the end of the game. Yeah, it was and a valiant. It was it was a struggle to just, watch. Yeah, but at least there was some progress made. At yeah, least they there's, moved there's towards been no progress getting whatsoever. away from their starting quarterback. At least giving him, you know, sending him on a vision quest out into the woods so he can try to center himself and find a little bit of a, you know, a you know some chi or whatever the case may be. But he yeah. definitely needs something to, mm-hmm. to get his footing back underneath him. Uh, Friday, what are we going to talk about tonight? Uh, tonight, Ben, on the big board, we have our NFL news as usual. We also have a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. We also have our NFL week 13 recap and week 14 picks. Do we wow. have those right? Do we have those weeks right? I Yeah, oh, okay. I have had those weeks right. wrong before. <laughs> and the betting lines. <laughs> Many times, in fact. The betting lines as well. And we also have our shot of the week, which is a beautiful Beautiful shot. You can find it on our Instagram and on our Twitter. It's a green shot. It is the Grinch that stole the undefeated season. Yeah, I'm not even sure I want to drink I that. Was, it's, such a, it's, it's so beautiful. You it, don't it, want to drink it. This is one. I mean, aesthetically, this is probably one of your top three yeah. or four shots all time. Yeah. So, folks, definitely check this out on Instagram, uh, at Thirst and on Twitter, at Gold Thirst. But these shots are amazing. It's going to be a shame to, to drink, drink them. Yeah, I know. Uh, but you have outdone yourself. With this one, I'm actually impressed. I impressed myself with this one. I mean, actually. this is. I mean, this might win us an award. Yeah, I think so. I think. I mean, so. if there's a if there's a custom shot aesthetics <laughs> award out, there's an award for everything. I, there is. So I'm sure there, there should be. We we'll enter win. this one. Yeah, I, I think we could win that. And uh, we also have our beverage of the week, which is from Few. It is their straight bourbon whiskey. Can't wait to try that. We also have our beer of the week, which is from Germany. And it is, uh, it's a little difficult to pronounce. And uh, what is that, Ben? It's a Hacker Shore, P-S-C-H-O-R-R, Weiss beer. All right. But that's, uh, is yeah. it Hacker Shore? For uh, sure? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Sure, uh, but have hopefully that one will be good. And then we also have our housekeeping to finish up the show. All right, Friday. What's first up on the big board? First up on the big board, Ben, we have our NFL news. Yeah, and it's, the news is getting lighter and lighter every week. Thank goodness. Yeah, I know. Uh, give the NFL all the credit in the world. We're sitting here going in to week 14. Not a problem or a significant problem in sight uh, other than the Steelers playing twelve, three games in 12 days. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, generally speaking, you know, on a whole, they haven't had a lot of problems. There hasn't been a lot of drama. There hasn't been a lot of news to speak of. Uh, but this I found to be interesting, especially going into the AFC playoffs. Philip Rivers has an injury that I suffered or a similar injury to what I suffered. Uh, Colts quarterback Philip Rivers is dealing with a foot injury that will need to get fixed at some point. Uh, expected to start on Sunday versus the Texans. Rivers will likely need surgery after the season to repair a planter plate rupture in his foot. A source told NFL insider Ian Rappaport. Rappaport added that this is a pretty serious toe injury 
on NFL game day morning, describing it as something more severe than turf toe. Rivers has been playing through the injury since sustaining it in week 11 versus the Packers, but Rivers has stated or started every game since then and says he plans on playing through the end of this season. But Frane, yeah, Philip Rivers with that, I mean, plantar fasciitis, any type of, any type of those connective, mm-hmm. You know, parts of the bottom of your foot. I mean, they really I, I hurt. Hear, I hear turf toe is pretty painful. Yeah. And it's worse than that. Worse than that. So, I mean, you know, you got to give Philip Rivers some credit for, you know, fighting his way through that because, I mean, he's an old guy. He's what, 37, 38 years old. Dad gun it? Yeah. I mean, if he was a young kid, I'd say, okay, get out there and play. But an yeah. old dude like this, and he's, uh, he's he's played well this season. I've actually been impressed by, I've been impressed by the Colts in general. Playing but Philip Rivers. Right, has, good at the right time. Yeah. I mean, they're, every, a lot of teams are playing good in the AFC right now at the right time, Ben, except there's one that's not maybe, but we'll talk about that later. But so, uh, how do you feel about that, Ben? Yeah. I mean, I, I give the guy a lot of credit. I mean, he's what? He's going to be 38 or he is 38. Maybe another year or two. He's got about that many left. kids too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He has one NFL season for every child. <laughs> uh, it's it's the draft. It's training camp. It's you know bedside what, with what, his wife what, having a baby. Those are his three holidays. Yeah, whenever year. he can get home to his wife, he has a kid. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I give the guy a lot of credit. I mean, this, this team they need him. I mean, Brissett is obviously not the answer in Indianapolis. No, we saw what happened with him. Yeah, great defense. Already lost their starting running back, but they are playing well enough to make some noise in the AFC playoffs. So give him a lot of credit for not taking the time he needs to, you know, go ahead and have this surgery during the season. They would have to pay him anyway. Uh, and I know that I, you know, I had uh plantar fasciitis for a while. It hurt like hell. I, what did I do? I bruised my heel and it hurt like hell. Mm-hmm. And both of those things are allegedly far less painful than what he's got. So I give him a lot of credit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the pain, Ben. Just imagine what he's going through. Yeah, exactly. And he's playing in the NFL, yeah. <laughs> in the AFC. So you know, he's younger than you too, though. But still, yeah, up there in age, many for a, for many a, years for a quarterback. Uh, but what do you think? I mean, do you think the Colts, uh, if he stays around, do you think the Colts have a chance? I mean, we'll get to talk to them yeah. during about them during the NFL yeah. news. But yeah, but how do you feel chance? about the Colts and your old? Offensive coordinator Frank Reich. I mean, I, I still wish he was with the Eagles. Um, you know, he's he's a better coach than what we have right now. Um, but uh, no, I mean, they're, they're going to be uh, they're going to be a tough matchup for anybody in the AFC. You know, the AFC playoffs is going to be so much fun to watch this season, yeah, especially with the Titans looking marginally yeah, yeah. Uh, beatable, or more so than they were uh, in previous weeks. Uh, Frank, are you ready to move on? Let's move on, Ben. All right, where's that? Where is my? There's a slap in the face. All right. Nice segue into what is the train wreck Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts has been named the starter this week, been thrown to the sacrificial lamb against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Maybe not the best week to send in your first year second round draft pick to start a game, but rookie second round pick Jalen Hurts will get the start at home. At least you're at home. Well, against the Saints, that didn't help and multi-millionaire Carson Wentz will serve as his backup. <laughs> the move seemed inevitable once Hurts came off the bench in the third quarter, uh, third quarter Sunday after Wentz was benched, trailing 20-3 to against the Green Bay Packers. The Eagles still lost 30-16, to and Hurts looked like a rookie, but he still clearly outperformed Wentz, finishing 5-for-12, passing 109 yards and a touchdown with an interception, plus 5 times we're rushing five times for 29 yards more importantly his insertion into the lineup seemed to change the spirit and intensity level of the entire team the 27 only 27 year old Carson Wentz in the midst of his worst season in his NFL career at his performance level has fallen off a cliff since since entering to, to, uh, 2020 
Entering Sunday's game, he ranked first in interceptions with 15 and sacks, 46, 31st in completion percentage, 58.1%, and 30th in yards per attempt at 6.02. And both fans and the media have been clamoring for Hurts for weeks. Where this goes beyond week 14 is anyone's guess. The Eagles shocked the football world when they select. Oh, that might be a little bit of an exaggeration. When they selected Hertz in the second round out of the University of Oklahoma this spring, despite handing Wentz a massive four-year, $128 million contract extension. I'm going to get the audio about how happy you were about that. We might have to play that <laughs> at some point this season or during this this uh, this podcast before we get to the playoffs. The big money in that contract doesn't even really kick in until 2021, mm. and it makes Wentz virtually impossible to either cut or trade. Unless Wentz somehow manages to recover from his historic regression this season, the Eagles have a future decision to make. And unless the team becomes more competitive to end 2020, neither Peterson nor the GM, Howie Roseman, will likely be around to make it. Frane, what say you about your beloved Eagles finally making some I mean, I, change? I, I don't really. I mean, it's, you know, they needed some sort of a change. I'm not sure if this is the change that they needed. I think the play calling needed to change. I don't think Peterson has done a great job this season. Um, he doesn't have an offensive coordinator. He doesn't have any coordinators. He just has assistants all over the place. And that was not a good move by him before the season. We talked about that before the season and we wondered how that would shape out. But and it looks like it it's didn't shape up failed. too well. It's 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 uh the results on the field definitely are not great. I mean at three, nine and one right now, I mean they're sitting third place behind Washington and New York. They're still ahead of the Cowboys though. You know, I'm happy yeah. about that. We're not the worst team in the division. If there's going to be a worst team, I'm glad it's the Cowboys. Yeah, the rest and of the team are beating up on the first place teams in other divisions. I don't know if I deserve a shot for that. Yes, you do. Um, yes, you do. For saying yes, something you do. negative yes, you do. about the Cowboys. But, you know, I mean, it's I, I'm excited to see what Jalen Hurts can do. But I also don't know where the Eagles can move from here uh, with Wentz with a huge contract that he signed before the season. Um, it would be really difficult to trade him. Um, you're kind of stuck with him if you can't trade him, and that is that's a ton of money locked up in a quarterback that you know could potentially be sitting on the bench. Yeah, I mean, if you cut him, you essentially lose half yeah. or a third of your yeah. salary cap next year, and there's no reason to do that. But yeah, you deserve a shot for bad mouthing yeah. the Cowboys and bad mouthing the Eagles in the same sentence. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think a trade is the only possible out for the Eagles, and you'd have to throw they were, in. They were talking about moving, you know, maybe. Moving him to the Colts, yeah, possibly, but with a second or first round pick, yeah, as a little bit more of an incentive. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's going to happen though. I don't, I don't know if there's any team out there right now that's willing to take on his contract. That's a big contract. Yeah, I mean, the question is, can Peterson fix Wentz, and can Peterson fix himself? Or can, uh, can we get a um, a quarterback whisperer of sorts, kind of like Frank Reich was um, for him? And and you know, is is there somebody out there that's willing to put in the work? to make Wentz or or to get Wentz back to the form that he was in 2017 when he did go 11 and 2 with that team is there somebody out there that's willing to step in and and maybe coach him and train him up to you know where he was yeah, I mean, it's really tough to, de- you know, to determine what is the situation. Oh, here's the shot. Franny, why are we taking the shot? Well, Ben, we signed a contract in blood. In 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 many years type ago. Type O positive blood. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know my blood type. You probably should know that. I don't know. I don't even know. Um, it's blood. It's yeah, red. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, but we signed a contract 
uh, in blood. Um, so if I say anything negative about the Eagles or any team in my division, the Cowboys, I always say negative things about the Cowboys, and I take a shot of this nasty stuff. Ben, if you say anything negative about a team in your division, which is the AFC North, or if Sonia, who is not on the podcast tonight, if she says anything negative about any team in the FC West, then she also takes a shot. So, Ben, this is a punishment shot. And tonight we're drinking the Bird Dog uh, Blackberry flavored whiskey. And this has not been the greatest. No. And it shouldn't be, actually. It's it a shouldn't be, shot, yeah, so. but it's almost gone, thank goodness. The strawberry one was also pretty bad. Yeah. And uh, the grapefruit one, you actually I enjoyed like that. that. One. I like that one. We also had the Southern Comfort Lime. That one was mm, not okay. Not too bad. And uh, there was also the uh, the Jim Beam apple, I believe, and the Jim yep. Beam peach. Peach. Oh, the peach and, was terrible. Uh, so we're going through these bottles pretty quickly. So we said a lot of negative things <laughs> That's true. about teams in our division. And uh, I'll have to pick up another bottle of something maybe next week. Yeah. yeah. I should probably not tell you what I like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. Here we All go. Right, cheers, cheers to you, Ben. I, I, this is a large shot. Damn. Exactly. Mmm. <laughs> so that ah, is. Not good. Not good. Not good. punishment. Oh, shot. Not good. We shouldn't have signed that contract. Yeah, I mean, it, I, should have, I should not have pricked my Where finger. was our lawyer? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was representing myself yeah. under, in that circumstance, and I didn't do a very good job of it. <laughs> That's why they say well, a lawyer that represented, represents himself has a fool for a client. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. with. I mean, but watching McVeigh, watching Andy Reid, mm-hmm. watching even, you know, Mike Tomlin, watching Sean McVeigh, watching these other coaches, and, you know, especially Sean Payton and what he's been able to do last year and this year when they face some adversity, watching Doug Peterson from my eye anyway, mm-hmm. looks like throwing out the same yeah. game plan every single week. And when it doesn't work, they just abandon the run and start chucking the ball all over the place so that it doesn't appear that there's any adjustments being made to try to play to Carson Wentz strength, to try yeah. To roll him out more to try to take advantage or not take advantage, but at least adjust for the offensive line troubles that they've had, the receivers and the problems they've had with the receivers over the course of this year. I mean, still rolling, you know, now that Alshon Jeffrey is healthy to just run him yeah. out there, even though clearly he's got nothing left. Absolutely no adjustments. And though, it's just the same. So, I mean, is it Peter? I mean, does Peterson need to go more so than Wentz needs to go? There's been, there's been some talk about Peterson being on the hot seat now and, and maybe, you know, finding a new coach uh, for next season. Um, you know, I, I just think, you know, Peterson had, you know, good uh, assistants around him, good coordinators around him when the Eagles did go to the Super Bowl. He just had the right team. I mean, DiFilippo and uh, and Frank Reich, I mean, you know, those were great guys to have around. They're not there anymore, and, you know, he's been struggling ever since. Yeah, and how much play calling was Frank Reich doing back in that 2017 that, season? It had to be a good chunk. I, I, it seems like it. <laughs> it, seems it, does, like, it does seem like it. it. I mean, you, see what's, the Super Bowl. You, you see what's going on with the Colts right now and how well they've yeah. played, you know, under Phillip Rivers. And nobody expected this from the Colts. Yeah. I mean, expected them, you know, to improve over last season. But, uh, you know, to be in the, in the, in the, you know, hunt for the playoffs and, you know, I don't know if they're a Super Bowl caliber team just yet, but in the playoffs, you just never know what's going to happen. And, and you know, he he really knows what he's doing. And you look at Peterson now and he's sort of, you know, fiddling around out there. He doesn't seem like it seems like he's lost, like completely lost out there. Yeah, I mean, for Sanders to have, you know, Miles Sanders have 10 carries yeah. in that in that game against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And it just I, I, I feel bad for the quarterback back there. The offensive line is struggling. And they're abandoning the run as quickly as they possibly can in the beginning of games, mm-hmm. and it just every game looks like the same, like a replay of the previous game. Yeah, you know, regardless of whether it's successful or not, regardless of whether the plays are successful or not, I see the same thing 
over and over and over again. But when you watch someone like Sean Payton or Sean McVay, I mean, maybe maybe you just need to hire someone named Sean. Maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but they, I mean, the adjustments that they make when the team struggles and the way that they're able to get their team back up off the mat. Look at the Rams now mm-hmm. challenging for the division. The Saints obviously been able to overcome adversity of losing their quarterback two seasons in a row, mm-hmm. still not missing a beat. You know, I think that I mean they, undefeated basically. Yeah, you know with Bridgewater five and zero. Now with uh, Taysom Hill three and zero. He's three and zero, right? Is it two and or three and zero right now? I think three Denver and then two. Well, we had three bets, so it had to be yeah. So yeah, <laughs> so, so, yeah. three games. So, so three and zero right there. Um, and, and even um, you know, Jameis was thrown into that that one game yep. at the end of the game, and they you know they won that game. Um, so I mean, the adjustments that he's able to make for the team and and put his quarterback in a position to win. Uh, are you know it's their strength, but Peterson just can't seem to do that. He has his play calling, and whatever happens in the game, he just continues on with the same type of play calling. There's yeah. just absolutely no adjustments made. It, just, it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, did a press conference? Well, I really don't know the answer to that question. I got to go yeah. back and look at the tape. It could be a lot of things. Uh, you know, I, I'm not really ready scripted. to make that. I'm like, are you, what? I'm like, really? <laughs> like, you did the same thing you did the last. Like, like what is it that you're going to look at yep. this week that you didn't see last week? Uh, so, you know, but Jalen Hurts, you know, it might not be fair to him, struggled in a pro-style offense at Alabama, forced to transfer out to Oklahoma. Uh, you know, who knows whether that was the right decision by Nick Saban bringing Tua in. Maybe Jalen Hurts is better. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But he did struggle in that drop-back passing game in Oklahoma, at, at Alabama, went to Oklahoma, had a little bit more success under Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. So we'll see yeah, what he's looking, able to do. Maybe look and see if maybe, um, you know, he can improvise maybe better than, than Wentz could. I mean, he's he's um, he's got some juke moves. You know, he, he's he's a, he's a more of a runner than Wentz is. So when the play breaks down, I think they're just hoping for some sort of a spark uh, from from Hertz. But I, I mean, I you know against against you know the best the team, one of the best defenses in, in, in the NFC and one of the best team, like yeah. the best team right now in the NFC. Uh, I, I just don't think he's going to find any success. You know, tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, but it's good. I mean, throw him into the fire you know, if if the plan is to keep him around and potentially make him the starter down the road. At least you'll find out what you have. If the plan is to potentially trade him for some chips uh, that you can obtain mm-hmm. to get a, you know, to move to move some chips out and get some new chips in with a trade for Hertz, potentially, you know, at least teams will find out what he is. At least you guys will find out what he is, mm-hmm. but it, it's ugly in Philadelphia. And I never thought I'd see the day when they were this disorganized, this sort of it's happened before it, it happens, but it's been a it long happens. time since they were this bad. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, that is true. That is true. I mean, this the last time they were was what maybe back in two thousand nine or two thousand ten. I can't remember exactly which year it was when they were four and twelve or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, this is this is just as bad. And and you know, I wouldn't be complaining as much if if the division itself was a good division. Yeah, all, you is a to, very, all you need is six wins, exactly, and you'd be in first place very, right now. Very winnable six wins. division. And uh, you know, if this was the NFC West or you know the AFC North or you know the um, the NFC South, then I would say, you know what. There's just really good teams in this division. That's why we're struggling because we have to play these teams right. twice. But we're playing these teams that are not very good, and we're still losing. So I think that's where, you know, the the argument really comes into play. Is is it Peterson? Is it Wentz? Yeah. I mean, you know, where do you move from here? If you're if you can't win a bad division, just imagine if the division was actually good. Yeah, and 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 you know, stability matters in the NFL. So you don't necessarily want to throw Peterson out with the bathwater if there's a way to get some different coaches around him and an offensive coordinator whose job is to actually call plays mm-hmm. Peterson becomes the head coach and you you keep that continuity and stability in the organization there's there's got to be some and I, I don't see Lurie 
making, you know, the Cleveland type decisions where you have a different head coach, you know, four or five or six years in a row. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, it's fourth year now. I mean, you know, that's he's, true. He's been there for a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Ready to move on? Let's move on. All right. Next up, a little bit of happy news. We had to put a little bit of happy news. You just wanted me to take a shot. Yeah, exactly. You knew I was going to take a shot. About the Steelers. Bill, the chin. (laughs) Cower, is he going off to coach the New York Jets next year? Oh, Uh, my God. He's had a lot to say on CBS about the Jets this year. Uh, Does Boomer Esiason know something that everyone else doesn't? Could Bill Cower, the retired longtime Steelers head coach, be interested in the Jets job when it inevitably opens at the end of this season? Uh, during his morning show on WFAN, Esiason, who works with Cower on CBS's NFL Today, uh, made it sound like Cower might have at least a little interest. Zach Brazilier of the New York Post reported he was discussing the disaster that is the Jets that is the Jets on the Boomer and Geo co-host with Geo Boomer and Geo co-host Greg Giannotti when Giannotti said Cower would be perfect, but would that but that would never happen? Really? What do you mean it's never going to happen? Boomer asked. All I know is that yesterday he was showing me and Nate Burleson film of him coaching on the sideline where he was mic'd up. And we looked at each other like, hmm, what does that mean? Is he sending a message? I've worked with him for 14 years and I've never seen him do that. Uh, The Jets head coaching position is almost assuredly a lock to be open for the 2020 season or when the 2020 season ends, the current title holder. Adam Case is mired in an 0 and 12 season. Thank you, Greg Williams, with little player progress to show for his two years with the team. He was saying to me yesterday, he's not the one that told me the Jets job is going to be really attractive and they could hire him whomever they want, Asias and said. And he told me he loves Joe Douglas. What do you think about the possibility of Bill Cowher, one of the all time best head coaches yeah. in the history of the NFL, going to the New York Jets? I don't know if that'd be a good move for him. I mean, <laughs> there's not that much talent over there right now. Yeah, you got and, Sam Darnold. Uh, yeah, you got Sam Darnold. He's not. He's not terrible. Um, and Trevor I mean, Lawrence. And uh, I mean, it, well, <laughs> or, or Justin Fields, whoever they want. I mean, look at his record. You know, with the Steelers, 149 wins, 90 losses, and, not bad, and not one bad. draw. Yeah, I mean, not not bad at all. Uh, but I mean, the Steelers organization is much different from the Jets organization i mean they've done absolutely nothing for years and they've struggled and you know for him at the end of you know well he's, he's 65 right now so it's probably his last coaching job i i i he, he probably should just stick to tv you think <laughs> yeah, i mean i, I would so. love to see him come back to just it. put too much stress on him i mean the jets do have a history of being competitive not getting the super bowls not winning super bowls but they were competitive for a long time uh, with Sanchez and other and 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 with For a couple of years there, yeah. I mean, they had. I mean, but they were you know, even with Favre, they went to the playoffs. So you know, they 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 were competitive most of the time. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, it'd be a good move. Super Bowl. It'd be a good move. For but the I, Jets. I would love to see Bill Cowher on the sideline again. I would too. I mean, he's a great coach. I mean, you want to see his great coaches come back. Um, but I I don't know if this is the team that he would want to choose if he did have to come back. Yeah, and the owner. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to deal with Woody Johnson? You know, but watching, I mean, around the league and watching some of these teams collapse, I, I just, I don't remember a time when there was this much incompetence at the head coaching position. Well, Adam we, Gase, saw, we saw he was with Miami. Uh, I mean, why hire him after that? Yeah. I mean, that was just a stupid move just to to hire Adam Gase. Of all the coaches that are available, you get this guy. But so many, I mean, uh, you know, I Dan Quinn, maybe not, I mean, great defensive coordinator, not a great head coach. But if you just go hey, team by Bowl. team, there's so, I mean, Zach Taylor in, in, in Cincinnati, not going to last. 
There's so many bad head coaches out there. I just don't remember a time when there's when there was this much uh incompetence is too strong a word, but but the, the talent level's just not as high as I remember growing up, you know, across my lifetime. There's just so many bad head coaches out there. Mm-hmm. And for Bill Cowher to come back in that division with the Patriots flailing, with Miami potentially not having the quarterback that they think they do, that's a pretty attractive it, within that division, a pretty attractive job. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, still, the team is pretty terrible. Yeah, but you're gonna have it's gonna take a few years to rebuild that team. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But you'll have a you'll have a, a blue chip quarterback coming in. If you don't, if you decide not to stick with Darnold, you'll be yeah. able to trade Darnold for some piece, maybe. And I mean, I would just maybe selfishly, I would just like to see Bill Cowher on the sideline again with the Steelers. Yeah, printing out <laughs> pictures <laughs> of penalties and stuffing it in the referee's pocket before they run into halftime. One of my all time favorite Bill Cowher moments. There was a pa- I think it was a pass interference that they missed. And he printed it. He had the guys printed out on the sideline, and he just crumpled it up and stuffed it in the referee's pocket as he went in at, at halftime. That was just one of my all-time favorite Bill Cowher moments. But we shall see. Friday, are you ready to move on? Let's move on, man. All right. What's next? That's it for the NFL Is news. Really? Wow. Okay. We are. We're trying. Friday tells me every week. Let's can, get, let's can get we, under three hours. Can we let's try get to two and a half this, hours? Can we try to get this under two and a half hours? So we're gonna we're gonna sl- we're gonna limit the NFL news. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. Yes, thank you all to our new listeners as well as our listeners that have been with us for a long time. We are an international NFL podcast. We have listeners from across the globe, and we are very very proud of that. Uh, since 2018, we have been a podcast about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. And since you're listening to this podcast tonight, tomorrow, in your car, at your desk, in your home office, wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast, please consider going to our website, thirstinggold.buzzsprout.com, or search Thirsting Gold Podcast on the web. And from there, you can subscribe, rate, and review our show. How many stars, Franny? Five stars, Ben. Five. Please smash that review button. Five stars. Pound it. Throw it up against the wall. Do whatever you have to do. But please give us a five-star review. We would truly Truly appreciate it. And as many of you and your children are at home working or going to school remotely, we'll give you a little bit of a homework assignment this week. Please tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, just one person that you know or one person that you don't know about our podcast and recommend to them that they subscribe and listen. Uh, and just some a little bit of an update. We're on Pandora now. Check us out on Pandora. We're also on Audible and on Amazon Music. So if you're listening to your podcast on Amazon Music or Audible, you can search for us there and get us on Pandora as well. Thank you all so much for listening, and we truly, truly love each and every one of you and appreciate you taking the time to check us out. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our Week 13 recap and Week 14 picks. Ooh, it's going to be an ugly one. We'll be right back (laughs) with the Week 13 recap. All right, and we are back with our Week 13 recap, Ben. Can you believe that we are going into Week 14? I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. I mean, it is December 12th already. It doesn't feel like it. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers are peaking or have peaked already (laughs) and are not peaking at the right time. Other teams are peaking at the right time. This is an unfortunate situation, especially if you're a Steeler fan. But we'll get into the Week 13 games. 
Uh, first up, Franny. Let's see. What do we have first up? Ah, Saints at Falcons. Saints, 21. Falcons, 16. The Saints get another win under the tutelage of Sean Payton and Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, 27 of 37 for 232 yards. Two, count them, two touchdowns in the game and no interceptions. Uh, Alvin Kamara with a lowly 88 yards in the game on the ground. One touchdown. I lowly. I mean, that's, that's still a pretty good average. <laughs> for him. 5.9 for him. and a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, Traquan Smith with a TD. Jared Cook with a TD. On the other side of the ball, Falcons. Poor Matt Ryan, 19 of 39 for 273 yards and one count it. One touchdown in the game. But what say you about the Saints just keeping this ball moving down yep. the court every single week? Uh, it's it is uh, it's pretty it's amazing what what Sean Payton has been able to do with his backup quarterbacks. I mean, you don't expect him uh, to win these games, but he just keeps on winning. I mean, the Falcons had a chance at the end of this one uh, to actually pull out the win, unsuccessful, obviously. Yes, but As uh, usual. you know, Taysom Hill, Ben, you know, he 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 won you a bottle of gin. Yes, <laughs> and I will I will. Gladly drink this beautiful gray whale gin as a consequence of Taysom Hill finally using his arm for some strange reason to get the ball into the end zone. Uh, but it's just a, it, thunk, right? a QB throwing the ball. Yeah. God. I mean, can you believe it? <laughs> Only took him three weeks <laughs> to get even Cam Newton throws the ball into the end zone when he throws for 69 <laughs> yards. Uh, but the Saints, I mean, I, I just I didn't want to believe that the Saints were this good, but I think that the Saints are this good. They are. I think they may be the best team in the NFC. I, I can't believe that's the case, mm-hmm. given what's happening on that team, given the fact that Drew Brees is not there and they don't have a bona fide backup quarterback in place. But they are winning. Their defense is playing lights out. And in that division, the division, you know, didn't give them any real competition this season with the Buccaneers not playing particularly well, especially against them. Mm-hmm. The Falcons shitting the bed, the Carolina Panthers shitting the bed. You know, Friday, do you think the Saints have a chance to go to the Super Bowl? Of course. Why wouldn't they? Well, they're the Saints. They I, never go to the Super Bowl. Well they, well, they were there and they did win one. A long time ago. Yes. <laughs> that yes. long ago. I it think was... it was like 14 years ago. And when was the last time there was one? I think it was more than 14 years ago. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you don't go to the Super Bowl every year. They had a little bit of uh, That's true. That's bad true. luck against the Rams in the NFC Championship game a few years back where they probably should have gone to the Super Bowl. Um, uh, I think they're still protesting that call. <laughs> and, uh, you know, against the Vikings last year, um, you know, nobody expected that loss uh, in the playoffs as well. But, uh, you know, I mean, we'll see what happens when uh, when Drew Brees comes back. I mean, Will he still be able to launch the ball down the field? I don't know. Because that that's yeah. where they struggled later on in the season once he did return from his injury. Yeah, and he says he's got a little bit of trepidation about getting back on the field. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, 11 broken ribs. Yeah. Whatever whatever the other injury, ruptured spleen or whatever the other part of that injury was. Uh, but he, he has admitted that he is feeling a little bit of reluctance mm-hmm. to get back out there given the, the seriousness of the injury that he suffered this year and at his age. Uh, but do you think if Drew Brees comes back but isn't able to play at the level that he had played at before, do you do you think the Saints still have a chance with Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston behind center? Um, Can you imagine Taysom Hill? This would be like, you know, back when Tim Tebow beat the Steelers. Exactly. You know, it, just, exactly. it shouldn't happen. Very reminiscent of that. Um, but you know, it's, it's tough to say, but Sean Payton does make the right adjustments though. I mean, you it's know, just he's shocking. He is, he is, uh, you know, one of the best coaches in the league at, at, at actually making adjustments and, and playing to his uh, quarterback strengths. Yeah, I mean, look at uh, rushing for Ito Smith for the Falcons, 36 yards. Brian Hill, 
18 yards. Todd Gurley, Todd MFN Gurley, 16 yards on eight carries. This is Todd Gurley we're talking about here. He's not the same Todd Gurley. No, he's excited to come out here and play this coming week at SoFi Stadium that he somehow believes he had a part in (laughs) building or making possible. Sorry, Todd, you did not have any role in building that stadium. Uh, I'm sure you feel like you had some role, but you did not. Hey, he laid the foundation. Yeah, he, he, he was, yeah. He was I out mean, here. He laid the concrete. These guys' egos are so big. Uh, but, you know, the Falcons, very disappointing season, and it just continues uh, in Minnesota, or in, in Atlanta. Uh, next up, a game that I don't think anyone expected to go the way that it went. Yeah, The no. Cleveland Browns, 41. Tennessee Titans, 35. Browns go to 9-3. and three. I think it's been about 20 years since they've been there. Tennessee goes to falls to 8-4. and four. But what do you think about the Brownies going to 9-3, and three, beating a bona fide opponent this time no, yeah. in the Tennessee Titans and Baker Mayfield with four touchdowns yep. on 334 in first, yards? In the first half. Yeah. One half of football, four touchdowns. They're up 38-7. The Browns have never scored that many points in a half. Yeah. I mean, this, this is their first time. I think 35 was the most they ever had. 38 points in a half, but they allowed Tennessee to come back into this game um, in the third quarter. Actually, I mean, if you look at, you know, third and fourth quarter, 28, 28 points uh, in that second half. So, I mean, the Browns have to do a better job of closing out games when they do have huge leads. Yeah, but I mean, this game, I mean, it was it was Baker Mayfield that carried the team. I mean, it was Chubb and mm. Kareem Hunt that had carried the team in the previous weeks. But Chubb this game with only 80 yards uh, and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt with 33 yards and a touchdown. But look at this. Rashard Higgins with a touchdown. Donovan Peoples-Jones with a touchdown. Jarvis Landry with a touchdown. Kel- Kendall Lamb with a touchdown. But on the other side of the ball, I mean, look at this. Derrick Henry, 15 carries for 60 yards. Mm-hmm. They bottled him up yeah, they did. somehow, some way. Miles Garrett and company were able to bottle up Derrick Henry and hold Ryan Tannehill to 389 yards. Well, I wouldn't say hold him. 389 yards. Not bad. Uh, but 29 to 45 for 389 yards. Three. Count them. Three touchdowns and one pick. But what do you think about the Browns? Man, Ben, what do you think Are about they the Browns? For real? They're in your division. They're not in my division. I don't have to worry about the Browns. I feel like all the stars in the universe are aligned against the Steelers this year. You know, first we get against you guys are eleven and one right now. But uh, you know, but we should be twelve and zero. Uh, well, yeah, it should. Yeah. You know, the week four bye because of Tennessee breaking the rules and the COVID protocols. Then we get this issue with Baltimore where we have you know it's, we're going to play it on Sunday. Nope, we're going to play it on Monday. Nope, we're going to play it on Tuesday. Nope, we're going to okay, we'll play it on Wednesday then. Then we get a, a game the, the subsequent Sunday, and now we get a game Sunday night, another game that's sort of not in. The traditional, the traditional time slot, uh, injuries on defense. Bud Dupree went down. Devin Bush were lost for the season. Uh, Steven Nelson was out in this past game. Uh, the Browns, I feel like you know they haven't suffered significant injuries. Garrett was out, but now he's back. They've got everyone but OBJ, which might not necessarily be a bad thing for that team. Uh, but the Browns are somehow getting it done under Kevin Stefanski, and I am not without a little bit of nervousness whether or not the Browns could potentially take this division. We have one game against them. Steelers have one game against them, one against the Bills, one against the Colts. And the way the Steelers are playing, the Browns could potentially end up taking this division. But the way they're playing, you know, and especially beating Tennessee this week, they're a scary team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I brought that up in the past. I said, nah. Well, but it's the Browns. Well, you're used to them being terrible, but maybe this is the year for them to be good. But The crazy year that 2020 has been. This is the year the Browns are going to be good. But 9-3. And And what do you think about Tennessee? I mean, do you think Tennessee is, you know, a little bit of fool's gold? 
Well, I mean, there's just there's just so many good teams. There's so many good teams in the AFC right now. They're just one of those teams. I mean, I, I mean, it, Kansas City is the cream of the crop. I mean, Kansas City is is uh, they rise is to the, the best team of all of these teams. But in the playoffs, any team in the AFC could be any other team. It's not like the NFC. There's they're the top dogs in the NFC, but in the AFC. It's almost like a level playing field with Kansas City just above everybody else. But in the playoffs, you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah, and with Kansas City's defense, it, that may be the only shortcoming on that team. If they had a better defense, I don't know that anyone would be in their right mind to pick anyone but Kansas City to return to the Super Bowl. But it would be nice if the Steelers didn't have to deal with so many good teams in the AFC in Roethlisberger's you know, penultimate year <laughs> playing NFL football in the league. Uh, but next up, oh, Franny. Wow. Finally. Finally, Matthew Stafford <laughs> and the Lions get a win. Lions 34, Chicago Bears 30. Lions climb to 5 and 7, Bears fall to 5 and 7. Yep. What do you think about Weren't them? they 5 and 1 or something? Uh, they were oh, they were 5 and 1. They were 5 and 1. Now, yeah, another 5 and 7. If that's where you'd expect the Bears to be. I right mean, now. but at least Stafford finally 27 to 42 for 402 yards, three count them, three touchdowns, one pick in the game. Adrian Peterson with 57 yards on 16 carries and two huge touchdowns. Marvin Jones with a touchdown. Quintez Cephas with a touchdown. Jesse James, former Steelers tight end with a touchdown. But poor Mitch Trubisky, 26 of 34 for 267 yards and a touchdown. David Montgomery off the scrap heap. Two touchdowns on 72 yards. Cordell Patterson off of everyone. He was he played for, didn't he play for you guys for a minute? No. He played he was for the Vikings. Vikings, Patriots. He's been all over the place, really. Uh, with a touchdown in the game, and Cole Komet with a touchdown. But what do you what say you about the Lions trying to make a little bit of a little noise yeah. here after Matt Patricia was set back? Yeah, I mean, this, well, this game, uh, the Bears should have won. I mean, the Bears were up by ten points, I believe, with like six minutes left in this game. Um, they did everything in their power to lose this game. Uh, and you know, we're, we're always rooting for the Lions. We're always rooting for the underdog. You know, I'm, I'm happy for them and win this game. Um, as far as making a little bit of noise, I mean, it's, you know, it's good for the fans, but they're not going anywhere. That's true. I mean, do you think, uh, much like Doug Peterson, do you think there's a possibility that, that Matt Nagy is not back with the bears next year? I mean, this team has no talent at all on the offensive side of the yeah, ball. I mean, None. That's, that's also not his fault completely. He doesn't have the best quarterbacks. I mean, obviously, we know what Nick Foles did in, in Philadelphia. He had a but... quarterback in 1957. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles. I mean, there's just not that many weapons on offense. I mean, their defense, you know, plays well at times. Um, but, yeah, there's you know, I would be shocked if Matt Nagy did lose his job at the end of the season. How would you feel if you were an NFL fan and the best quarterback you've ever had since the NFL-AFL merger back in the late 60s or whatever it was, late 60s? Was Sexy Rexy? Is, no, is uh, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler That's is easily right. their That's best right. quarterback. Yeah, Jay Cutler, yep. Yeah. I mean, Rex, Rex went to a Super Bowl and he, lost he it. He did, he did. But, he, but over the long term, I'd say Jay Cutler is probably the best quarterback they've had on this team that, yeah. since the merger. That's pretty sad. That's pretty sad if he's if if he is your best quarterback. That's it's almost sad. like being a Knicks fan, right? It's like at some point you're just like I, you know, we absolve you of your responsibility <laughs> to be a fan of this team. Like it's okay if you, you know, we understand you've grew up in New York or you were a fan of this team for a long time, but you've you've you know like they put you like put a like something on your shoulder, <laughs> like you're like you're knighted, like you're knighted yeah. and they release you from your responsibility <laughs> to be a fan of the team because this team 
year after year after year after year, their offense is just pathetic. You know who was available? Patrick Mahomes was available. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes was available, and there was another. Who was the other quarterback that uh, went? Before, that's uh, starting right now. That uh, went before Watson. Yeah, Deshaun Watson yeah. was available, <laughs> and you end up with Mitch oh, Trubisky. God. I mean, it's too. I mean, it really is too bad because both of these teams' fan bases deserve better than what they're getting. Well, yeah, but both For about of the, fifty years, yeah. <laughs> but both of these well, teams, you know, Chicago won at least the Super Bowl in '86. I was very, very young at that time. Yeah, <laughs> but, but they when did the, win one again. But when the best player that you have. To open up a Monday night football game, you know, speaking for your team is Jim McMahon. I mean, yeah, he won a Super Bowl, but a terrible quarterback. But but that's the best you got. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so many good defenses on that team. And in this game, I think the defense finally said, We're done. Mm-hmm. We're we're not we can't do it anymore. We can't be the only unit on this team that's that's you know, playing at a hundred percent, that's that's putting our asses on the line. And I think the defense in this game finally said you know, we've had enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Bengals at Dolphins. Franny, the Bengals, your closest in terms of record, your closest <laughs> uh, uh, analog in the league. The Bengals go to two, nine and one. Uh, the Bengals uh, seven, Dolphins 19. The Dolphins go to eight and four. Uh, mm-hmm. Still up there. I think they're sitting in they're in the playoff position right now. So playoff slot right yeah. now. Uh, Brandon Allen, uh, 11 for 19 for 153 yards, a TD and an interception in the game. Uh, but Tua, not a terrible game. No, uh, his receivers didn't help him a lot. A couple big drop balls in this game. 26 to 39 for 296 yards. One count it, one touchdown in the game. Uh, Mike Desecchi with a touchdown. Friday, what do you think about the Dolphins? Yeah, um... Are they for real? I think they will be. I mean, if 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 uh, if Tua pans out, um, you know, th- this this could be a good football. I mean, their defense. I mean, every it seems like every single week they get a takeaway or or you know, uh, uh, you know, a sack return for a fumble or or interception as pick six something. I mean, it seems like the defense always steps up in every game to put up some points on the board. And uh, you know, if if, if Tua can progress and become what they think he can, then this could be a scary team in the AFC this year. I don't think, I mean, obviously they'll make the playoffs. I don't expect them to go very far, um, but this is definitely, you know, they're heading the right direction for sure. Yeah. Xavier Howard with a pick in this game for the Dolphins, as well as Nick Needham with a pick in this game. I mean, I think the Dolphins might be able to make a little bit of noise this season. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked given what's going on in the AFC right now. Uh, what do you think about the Bengals? I mean, are the Bengals ready to move on from Zach Taylor once they get uh, Joe Burrow back next season? I, I think they start might start a new. I think they might give him one more year, at least. I think so. I mean, rookie quarterback, and now he's injured. They have these, you know, he's throwing in everybody that he has on the bench. Yeah, but look, you got Brandon Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Who the hell is Brandon <laughs> Mike, Allen? Mike Glennon was available. I'm I'm loving me some Mike Glennon. Watch Mike it, Glennon. <laughs> Mike Glennon. I actually like watching him. I mean, he actually he's, he's not afraid to launch that ball down the field. No, I, mean, I wouldn't either. I mean, it might be intercepted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fun. It's fun to launch it, balls. And I think it was this past <laughs> week. Uh, speaking of which, that's the next game up. Uh, Jags at Minnesota. Uh, uh, Minnesota twenty-seven. Jags twenty-four. I mean, the Vikings had multiple chances yeah. to win this game, but they have. I mean, their kickers couldn't. They, yeah, he just, he just, it was horrific. Yeah, at the end of the game, he had a chance to win it. He missed a couple of extra points. He finally won in overtime, though. But it should not have gotten to overtime. And I, and I was rooting for Mike Lennon in overtime. When this game made it to overtime, I'm like, 
You know what? The Vikings had their opportunity to win this game. Let's give this one to the Jags. Mike Lennon. Mike Lennon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the uh, Mike Lennon, 28 of 42 for 280 yards and one touchdown to count them. Two huge interceptions in the game. James Robinson with a touchdown on the ground. But Kirk Cousins, 28 of 43 for 305 and three. Kirk. Count them. Wait, wait. Kirk says mother motherfucking cousins. cousins. That's right, Ben. Because that's Come how on. he is. They, they actually had some film of every time he wins a big game, he like uh, like right, right, motherfucker. <laughs> like he's like he's got this like river last year when he beat the Saints after the game and he was in a locker room like like he really gets amped up when he yes. wins a game he's not supposed to. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Kirk Cousins three touchdowns, one pick. Uh, Justin Jefferson, another receiver the Eagles could have had with a touchdown and 121 yards in this game. Thanks, man. Adam Thielen with a touchdown in I the game. I didn't know that uh, yeah. already, yeah. but thanks for reminding me. <laughs> but, I mean, the Jags fall to 1-11. Vikings go to 6-6. Six six. They're probably on the outside looking in. Yeah. Other playoffs, even with this win, but I mean a good, I mean a good run. I mean they were one and five, and now they're six and six. I mean at least they've shown improvement over the season, unlike the Eagles. Yeah, but what are you going to do with it with the Vikings? Uh, I mean, they, I mean Zimmer I, I is mean, still there. Yeah, I mean, and I'm Kirk Cousins sure. under contract, but this team Look, should like, be I like better. Kirk, I like Kirk Cousins. You know, he's a good quarterback, but is he a guy that's going to carry the team? You know, I don't think so. Um, so I, I think uh, maybe one more season for Kirk Cousins. I think maybe draft a quarterback, you know, see who you can get in the draft, see, you know, where your placement is in the draft. Um, but they definitely need to move on, you know, from Kirk Cousins. He's just not the guy. He's he's a good, you know, backup. He's, you know, if, if he played for Sean Payton, I'm sure he could win a few games yep. as well. Uh, but he's definitely not a starter. He's not a full-time starter. He can fill in, you know, mop-up duty, that sort of thing. But as far as being a, a, a you know, a, a quarterback that can start and win games and elevate you, he's not the guy. Yeah, I mean, you get a quarterback on this team with Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, again, even in this effort, was, you know, 32 carries for 120 yards, even though it was only 3.8 yards for carry, carried the ball admirably in this game. If they can get a, a, a solid quarterback in Minnesota, they should be able to finish in second place behind Green Bay every year until – you know, Aaron Rodgers retires, but they yeah. should be looking at a playoff slot, especially with seven games, seven teams in the playoffs. They should be competing with the talent they've got on this team. Yeah, they should be competing for a playoff spot. They should be better than six and six, notwithstanding. Great Cousins. run. Great run. We don't know what's going to happen. Maybe maybe they win four games and they finish 10 and six. Who knows? It is. Anything is fine. He will. Kirk Cousins will let you know <laughs> that that is what happened. What is he? What do you say in the tunnel? How do you like that? Yeah. How, how do you like, like that? How do you like? Yeah, I like that. You suck. <laughs> I mean, you're going to lose the next game. He suck. He's <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> He's mediocre, but he makes it such a big deal <laughs> out of these few games in his career that are like. The ones you have in your den if you're a football a player. Lot of, he's made a lot of money in his career. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's made what? They made with the with the Redskins. He made what? He made twenty seven million one year to thirty yeah. million. I mean, he's he's made quite a bit of money in his and career. Good for, for you. You did the same. No, I mean, great. Yeah, good for him. But you did the same thing that the seven and nine Seahawks did. You beat the Saints yeah. in the playoffs. Not a particularly difficult thing to do. I like that. How you like that? I think I had that audio for that game. Ah, <laughs> uh, next up, a game that should not have been as difficult as it was. The Indianapolis Colts go to eight and four, twenty-six to twenty over the Houston Texans, who fall to four and eight. But Philip Rivers with another good effort, twenty-seven to thirty-five, P-Riv. very efficient. P. Riv, P. Riv, two hundred eighty-five yards and two count them, two touchdowns in the game. Naheem Hines with another touchdown on the ground. T. Y. Hilton with a touchdown through the air. Jonathan Taylor with a touchdown through the air on the other side of the ball. Deshaun Watson. Not a good effort for him. Twenty-six to thirty-eight for three forty-one and no touchdowns. One interception. 
but David off the scrap heap. Johnson with a touchdown on 44 yards. Deshaun Watson, of course, with a touchdown through the air. Uh, but what say you about the Colts going to eight and four? Finally? Yeah, but we, we talked about it earlier in the podcast, and uh, you know, like I said, they're they're a scary team for anybody. A, ma- a scary matchup in the playoffs for anybody. Yeah, a lot of drama coming out of Houston with the uh, you know, with the not the general manager, but one of the vice presidents or you know, football operations are you know conspiring behind Bill O'Brien's back allegedly uh, to trade Deshaun Watts, Deshaun or uh, not Deshaun Watson. Uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and essentially leading to Bill O'Brien's ouster. Uh, but do you think the Texans have any hope of getting better anytime soon? Um, well, not this season. Uh, you know, they definitely need a new coach. Uh, you know, I don't think Romeo Cornell is, is, uh, the answer. He's just sort of the interim guy who's going to finish up the season, but I think they do need to find uh, a new coach, a younger coach, somebody with, uh, with some new ideas. I mean, we don't, I don't want to see a retread in Houston because they also have, you know, I mean, they have a, a, a very young, talented quarterback yeah, there you don't want to waste his career there in Houston you want to build a team around him and you want to find you want to find a coach that can also play to his strengths do you think Deshaun Watson made a mistake by signing that contract with Houston rather than taking his uh talents as LeBron James would say <laughs> somewhere else um I don't, I don't think so. I, you know, I, I think I think Houston does have enough talent there you know obviously if they bolster the receiving core I, I think they'll be okay all right. I have less than I'm less than optimistic about the rest of Deshaun Watson's career down there. Huh. Uh, next up, the game that will live in infamy. Oh my god! They, they were <laughs> the Jets. How did just, they, I actually I, I I texted you, Ben. I texted you during this game. I said the Jets win. J E T S yeah, yeah, Jets yeah. Jets Jets. I thought it was over. I thought the Jets won this one, and I stopped. I stopped paying attention to the game because I thought it was over. And then it wasn't. But Greg Williams was the defensive coordinator. Uh, not not anymore. Jim Schwartz. Not anymore. <laughs> Raiders go to seven and five. Jets go to uh, zero and twelve. Of course. Uh, but yeah, Greg Williams calls a zero blitz on two different plays on in the final drive of the game, uh, especially that last drive with I think fifteen seconds left on the clock. There's no help over the top. He blitzes everybody, leaving rugs out but there with single coverage. They get rid of him, but they keep Adam Gase. Yeah, I, I would have fired everybody. After I, every, that game. Everybody, He's, they're everybody. all on the same headset. Yeah, it's not like what? it's not like I can't hear. Fro- I can hear what you're saying yeah. right now, Friday. Yeah, like just like in the NFL, like <laughs> they all hear each other. It's not like it's like a podcast yeah, down there. It's not like there's like you know tin cans with string that only go binary between two people. Gase can hear what 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 Greg Williams is yeah, calling. They yeah. can all hear each other. Yeah, he probably doesn't even know what the fuck that is. Yeah, he's, he's like, like yeah, sure, zero. That sounds good. But I, I mean, there was some, you know, there was some, you know, thinking that Greg Williams did it on purpose so that he could get fired. I don't know why anyone would do why, that. Why That's would you ridiculous. Want to lose his job. Yeah, it's also ridiculous to think that that a team is intentionally tanking. They're obviously not doing that. That's the kind of shit you hear on Skip Bayless's show. No team in the history of the NFL has ever tanked on purpose. These people want their jobs yeah. and they want to get the new jobs and different the jobs. Want to win? They don't care. You know, they're not worried about next season. They're worried about the, you know, they're worried about their contracts. They're worried about their their salaries. I mean, you, know, yeah. you don't want to just lose on purpose. And just an idiot. I mean, the last time I saw this was was in that playoff game, Pittsburgh Steelers against the Denver Broncos when Tim Tebow was the quarterback. Dick LeBeau calls a blitz. Tim Tebow launches the ball, lobs it up. There's no safety back deep. Remember that? And they lose a fucking playoff game because your idiot defensive coordinator's got his fucking balls all big <laughs> and he thinks I'm gonna I'm gonna blitz the shit out of these guys. I mean, and this 15 seconds in the game to go, mm-hmm. all you have to do is keep them out of the end zone. That's all. That's all. 
I mean, it just it it it's it's mind boggling mm-hmm. that 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 inexplicable. Happened. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, if you're if, what if you're the head coach? It's inexplicable. It is. I mean, would you allow that to happen? I mean, you did, and that's why they're they're zero and twelve. And I think what were they? At? They were at like the forty five yard yeah, line. I mean, give it was, or take. It was, I, I can't remember exactly where it was, but I mean, I I just thought the game was over, and I everyone, they, yeah. yeah. And that's why I texted you. I'm like, they finally won a game. I'm like, only the Jets could lose in this way. And, it. and it's not fair to do that to the cornerback that had to cover rugs down on the le- on the left sideline. Uh, it's just you can't blitz in that situation. Yeah. What I mean, would be and, the and, 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 and you listen, Adam Gates is like, well, we're trying to get pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're trying to sack. Well, yeah, try to sack. We're always trying to sack the quarterback. But the goal on that play was not to sack the quarterback. The goal on that play was to keep the ball out of the end zone. He's not, you don't have a rookie back there. You have Derek Carr back there. He's got experience. Uh, you know, you can read the defense. You know, but it's like, you know, you watch guys, you know, like when you, when you watch that prevent defense as the team's rolling down the field, but you realize they don't have enough time to get down there, right? And it's frustrating to watch if you're if you're the team that's ahead because it's just frustrating to watch the other team move methodically down the field. But in your, you know, in your mind, you know, they don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. To get down there, and they're not, and they're gonna they're not gonna give them a free shot at the end zone with zero coverage. But watching this game to watch that, I mean, I watched that play and I didn't even really react to it. It just seemed like it's exactly what I would have expected from this particular yep. Jets team, and yep. they played hard. I actually watched the final, the most of the fourth quarter of this game. Mm-hmm. They played hard. The yep. Jets played well. <laughs> you see, I'm, I'm just. It's inexplicable. You seem pissed. I am pissed. You seem more pissed about this game than the. Than I mean, the even game. I mean, the Jets they put up 15 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they hit the two point conversion. They did everything that they needed to do to finally get a win in this game, and they and, deserved it. Yep. And they could have put the Raiders away. They could have ended the Raiders' season essentially with a win here. The Raiders would have gone to uh, six and six. Mm-hmm. If the Raiders lose this game, probably putting them out of the playoff hunt. And, you know, Greg Williams and Adam Gay strike again. Oh, next up. Oh, man. Another crazy game. It's just ugly all around. I mean, it's very ugly by the Seahawks. I mean, the offense couldn't get anything going Ugh. at all. And, and I watched a portion of this game with I, had, Sonya. I watched the whole game. I watched it with Sonya, and she could not watch the game. Yeah, she I won't mean, watch she was, it. She's the she, she's the, the the greatest fan in the world that's never seen an actual game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and and I know what you're talking about, Ben, because you know, she was pacing around. She couldn't watch the game. She, you know, she every time, you know, they were they were on I yeah. mean, the offense was struggling. She would just walk away and say, Fuck it, I can't watch this shit. And uh, you know, I, I was trying to give her some hope that they would actually pull it through because they usually do. Yeah. They they usually struggle in the beginning and they usually pull it out at the at the end. They played but like it, shit from it, beginning it, to end in this one. Yeah. I, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I mean Sonia's like it's she cries if they win. She's like extraordinarily pissed if they it's almost like Balling your yeah. eyes out. And they're eight and four. It's not like they have a yeah. terrible record. But it's like balling your eyes out when you learn that a relative you never met passed. <laughs> <laughs> like Uncle Johnny passes. <laughs> Who? No. And then you just lose. <laughs> she doesn't watch any of the games. Like she literally not doesn't. Johnny. She doesn't watch a minute of any of these games. As soon as the game comes on, she's in her car off to yeah. drive it yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I love her yeah. to death, but she, you know. Yeah, she well, doesn't I mean, watch. She, she's games. a very, very, very passionate Seahawks fan, and it's not yeah. a recent Seahawks fan. It's it's a Seahawks fan from the time that they sucked to now, where they've actually found some success. So, but she does spend about four hours the following day watching <laughs> all of the clips on YouTube and on Instagram. I'm like, you know, you could just watch the 
the, the, actual, know, like the actual game as game. it's happening. Yeah, yeah. And, but it's funny because she was at my place watching the game, but like, she didn't she, watch it. No, no, she she was watching it on her phone, like you know, like the ESPN updates <laughs> yeah. where it's like you know you see that little thing moving across the screen. But the game is actually on. You know, you can watch the game, but she'd rather watch it. Oh, oh speak, there, of, she, the she, devil, she, speak she, of the devil! Speak of the devil! Yeah, we were just talking about the uh, yeah here's, the, here's the Sonya right game now visiting us and how my you know if you if you listen to the podcast for a long time you'll know that we used to have a third co-host on the show who was a huge Seahawks fan but we were just talking about uh, how little of the actual how little of the game Sonya actually watches but yet but yet she's more upset or happy than Franny and I and we watched the entire game yeah. No, so, I'm upset. Thank you. Yeah, well, I'm sure you are upset, Sonia. I could tell you that you were upset on Sunday. You were very upset. Um, but uh, no, it was it was it was a despicable performance by the Seahawks. I mean, I, they couldn't get out of their own way, and and I don't understand it. I don't I'm, with the talent that they have on offense, and with with Russell Wilson. Yeah. You know, Ben, you were talking about him being an MVP candidate, and and nope. you know he was at the beginning of the season, but he's really fallen off a cliff a little bit. Yeah, and it wasn't even against Daniel Jones. It was against. 34-year-old Colt is McCoy. Is he 34-year-old? Yeah. He's, he's already that old? Yep. Russell, Russell Wilson, 27 of 43 for 263 yards, one count it, one touchdown, one interception in the game, no touchdowns on the ground. Chris Carson was back, but ineffective, 65 yards on the ground. Chris Carson with a touchdown through the air, but that is all. Colt McCoy, 27 of 43 for 263 yards and one count it, one touchdown, one pick, but a nice touchdown. Oh, sorry. That was actually Russell Wilson's stats. Colt McCoy, 13-22 for 105. One touchdown and one pick in the game. Alfred Morris with a touchdown on the ground, and Alfred Morris with a touchdown through the air. Uh, but the Giants, 17, Seahawks, 12. Seahawks still, you know, in playoff contention. Of course. In yeah. second place behind the Rams. Giants go to 5-7. and seven, But it just looks like Washington and, and New York are, are peaking Damn. at the right time. You know, Washington beat the Steelers. The Giants beat the Seahawks. You know, it's they're not playing bad football. They have good defenses, solid, solid offenses. You mm-hmm. know, well constructed for the long term. Uh, but the Seahawks, I, it is inexplicable. It is inexplicable how that. inconsistent mm-hmm. this team is from week to week. I mean, how is Russell Wilson playing this bad? Franny, what's your analysis? I have no idea. I, I seriously have no idea how he played. How he could play this? I mean, obviously the offensive line has struggled, but played like shit in this game. Yeah, but I mean, but there are other games where he also plays like shit. I mean, I I just I don't know because he has so much talent. I don't know what's going on. And DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, David Moore. Well, uh, we can stop at DK Metcalf and and, and Tyler Lockett, yeah, but, but just having those two. But Jacob Hollister, Hollister is not tele- terrible. Freddie yeah, Swain he's, is he's, not yeah, he's a good clothing terrible. Guy, I guess if you're a skater boy, Chris Carson. Chris Carson is a pounding, just painful back to have to tackle in the open field. But yet they lose again. Yeah, yeah. But they lost. I mean, badly. Yeah. Sorry, Sonia. Twelve Sonia's points. standing over my shoulder. I'm, I'm scared 12, she's going to slap me right now. Twelve points. Twelve yeah. points. Yeah. Twelve points. Yeah, for the Seattle Seahawks, twelve. They did get a safety though. They were up five. And you know why they got a safety? Because <laughs> the defense couldn't actually pick up the ball before it went <laughs> exactly, out of the fucking end zone. Exactly. Yeah, could have been a touchdown. Like we could right have there. a touchdown. No, we'll take a safety yeah. instead. I'll, I'll put my hand. <laughs> Let me just knock this out first. of the end zone. Yeah. You know, it was like in the uh, what was the? Uh, there was another. Oh, it was the Eagles? I, I think the Eagles. Somebody there was a fumble. No, it wasn't the Eagles. I think it might have been this game. Where the defense, the ball popped out. The, the defender tried to pick the ball up and run it in for a touchdown instead of just falling on the ball. But they 
instead of falling on the ball, they tried to pick it up, batted it away, and the and the offense got the ball back. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, we'll we'll move on we'll to the next on. game. Sonny's burning a <laughs> burning a hole through my head right now. Uh, next up, Rams at the Cardinals. <laughs> Sonia's going back in the house. Uh, Rams thirty eight, Cardinals twenty eight. Rams go to eight and four. Cardinals fall again. They go to six and six. But for trademarking, maybe spend a little less time trademarking the Hale Murray and a little more time yeah. practicing. Uh, they would be, they would be, they would have five straight losses mm-hmm. if you didn't count that Hail that Hail Mary didn't yeah. happen. Yeah, uh, thirty eight to twenty eight. Franny would say you. I mean, the Rams look good. I mean, the Rams are really picking they look it up. Like you said, really I mean, good. They're they're peaking right now. I mean, we're going to talk about their next game too. I mean, they're eight and four in this one, but nine and four after that uh, New England beating. Uh, two. Did they play? New England? I think they played. Yep, played on yeah. Thursday. Yeah, and so uh, no, I mean the Rams are definitely the best team in the NFC West right now. I mean, it's just and shocking. I, I'm, I'm, you know, like Arizona started so well, and and Ben, you would have, you you would have, you were looking forward to winning your bet. Uh, I'm not going to now. West. Uh, yeah, they're not going to now. Um, but uh, no, they look good. I mean, Jared Goff had a good game. I mean, he's also inconsistent at times, but uh, you know, 37, 47, 351 yards and one touchdown. Good game from him. Yeah, Cam Akers with a touchdown on the ground. Daryl Henderson with a touchdown on the ground. Jared Goff doing what Ben Roethlisberger can't do, which is get a touchdown on the quarterback sneak. Uh, Daryl Henderson, or Tyler Higby with a touchdown. Great tight end. Uh, but Kyler Murray, 21 of 39 for 173 and three. Count him, three touchdowns, but a pick in this game. I, I think the, the defenses have finally figured him out. They've got him sort of cordoned in uh, on the outside. They won't let him move laterally and down the field. They've got him boxed in. So they're forcing him back there as a little guy to look over those offensive linemen and defensive linemen to get the ball down the field, and he's not able to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I find it hard to believe that these defenses are th- are this good at boxing Kyler Murray in and not allowing him to get down the field running the ball. Lamar Jackson seems to be able to do it against anyone and everyone, so I'm not sure if there might be something deeper going on. It's easy to say the defenses are boxing him in, but he's so talented at running the ball, I I think there might be something else going on. What do you think? I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is. I mean, I, I was. You can't such, just box. You can't. Yeah, they're all just going to box Lamar Jackson in. We're going to make him throw the ball. Everybody wants to do that, but nobody's able to do it. So how is it working against Kyler Murray? Uh, maybe he still has to figure out some things out for himself too. I mean, he's still a young quarterback. Um, you know, I mean, he's you know he's he's fairly accurate when he's throwing the ball down. I mean, he missed a few passes in this game, um, but uh, I'm not I'm not sure what it is. I mean, because when he does get into the open field. You know, he's, he's hard to tackle. Yeah, he is very hard to tackle. I mean, do you think his size has something to do with it? I mean, he he's, I don't even know. How, what, what is he, six foot? Um, I would say under, just under. Maybe with his cleats on. You know, I mean, I mean the same thing with, with, with Baker with Mayfield. With really high spikes. You know, I mean, uh, what's his name? Kevin Stefanski said this year, you know, he's going to make sure that he doesn't put Baker Mayfield in a situation where his height is going to hurt him. Mm-hmm. And I think his height might be giving him problems. Maybe. Looking over that offensive line. I mean, you got guys that are up there that are six, seven, six, eight. Yep. You with know, three hundred pounds with their arms up. You know, uh, this, but it maybe it's, it's maybe it's just the Rams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Rams are playing. Yeah, they're playing really, really well right fucking now. well. But sorry for my Cardinals bet. Looked like a lock earlier in uh, the it season. Did. It did. Uh, but next up, a game that happened before the next game that the Patriots played. But the Patriots forty-five, the Cardinals. Zero. Yeah, I didn't pay any attention to this game at all because it was just Patriots all the way. There was no reason at all to watch this game. I mean, twenty-eight nothing at the half. Yeah, Cam Newton. I mean, at twenty, they they went forty-five to nothing. Cam Newton twelve and nineteen for sixty-nine yeah. yards yeah. and a touchdown. Yeah. How is that even like? If you looked at that line, how how does that happen? 
I mean, Cam Newton did have two touchdowns on the ground, but they are literally walking the ball down the field. Like they are literally walking the ball from one side of the field to the other, two, three, four yards at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were able to do it. But the, the, but the Chargers just didn't have anything in this game. No, Justin nothing, Herbert, nothing. 53 all. attempts, Damn. 209 yards, two picks, no touchdowns. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, they, they played terrible. I mean, they, I mean, they are three and nine. As well as Herbert yeah. played, they are three and nine. Yeah, I mean, and they have a they have a bright future with Justin Herbert right now, though. <laughs> Not so much. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna definitely figure things out, build around him. You know, they'll they'll be okay in the AFC. But right now, this year, you know, good for Justin Herbert for playing well, but. This year's just not the year for the no for the Anthony Lynn. That, but that's, I mean, I don't know how you could play that, you know, sixty minutes of football and not score at least three points. Yeah, I mean, even when you get that pitiful field goal where you kick the field goal, yeah, just kick, even though you just know kick. you're supposed to try to score a touchdown yeah. in the fourth quarter, you're like, we can't get shut yeah. out. They can't even get to the thirty-five yard line but to kick did. a field goal. <laughs> but Anthony Lynn will go the way of the dodo bird in Los Angeles next year. They'll bring a different head coach in, and they should they should be a little bit better. Ooh, next up. Let's take a quick break. Oh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll get back with the rest of the week 13 games. Hold tight, everybody. All right. We are back with the remainder of the week 13 recap. Yeah, even the great ones have to use the restroom we, from time to time and yes. put a jacket on because it's really, really cold. Well, it's windy. Yeah. It's a windy night tonight. So, I mean, it's, it's the wind chill factor. And we didn't, yeah, it's green. We're playing at Lambeau. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and as we said, uh, actually, we probably didn't announce this yet, uh, but we film and record this podcast to the, to the extent that we take pictures. Cut. <laughs> we, take, we take pictures and we record this podcast every single week outside where podcasts should be recorded and football should be played. So, you know, from time to time, you'll hear, you'll hear a helicopter, you'll hear a siren, you'll hear us getting, getting up to put jackets on because it was really cold uh, during that segment. The temperature dropped precipitously. Uh, but next up. Or it's maybe, funny because it's only 55 degrees outside. Yeah, it's just a right wind. Now. It's windy. So, uh, Everybody on the East Coast probably like, uh, they're like, screw you. Bitches. Come, come <laughs> film this in New York in my backyard. Tell me to sit outside and film a pot or, or record a podcast <laughs> yeah, in exactly. this weather. Uh, but maybe Franny just didn't want to talk about this game. You know what? Let's just forget about this game. Next Let's forget game. this ever happened. Green Bay Packers 30, Philadelphia Eagles 16. Packers go to 9 and 3. Eagles go to 3, 8 and 1. Franny, what say you? The Eagles suck. That's what I say, Ben. I mean, you know, there was. They, they, Do they suck though? They they are pretty bad. I mean, you know, I uh, mean, your quarterbacks threw for a hundred and ninety <laughs> yards in combined, this game combined. Combined. Um, no, but it was just another pitiful performance by the Eagles. I didn't expect anything else from this game. Um, I was I, I'm, week after week. I'm hoping they're going to turn things around, but it just it, it's 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 the same display every single week. And you know, I'm sick of it. Eagles fans are sick of it. And uh, you know what? In this in this horrible division that we're in, we can't even get first in this division where the top team has five wins. And it, we're, we're I mean we're trailing. We have three. Yeah, which is pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, I was just hoping Jalen Hurts would get one more carry. He had 29 yards in on the ground in this game. Two more yards, he would have caught Miles Sanders and his <laughs> 31 yards on 10 carries in a game. Uh, but Jordan Howard with four carries for some strange reason. Carson Wentz ran the ball three times. Jalen Rieger, actually, that was a nice play uh, on that Rieger uh, carry. Uh, Boston Scott with only two carries for nine yards. 
But of course, Aaron motherfucking Rodgers, 25 at 34 for 295 yards and three count them. Three touchdowns in the game, no picks as usual. I think he's only had two picks on the season this year, uh, which is actually pretty high or low. Well, actually, uh, three, four picks for him. But either way, it's been low this season. Uh, Aaron Jones with a touchdown. But the Packers do what the Packers do. They go to nine and three. Franny, is there any hope for your Eagles this no. season to catch no. the football team or nope. the New York G-Men? It's not looking like it. Not looking like it this year, Ben. Not going to happen. Yeah, anything else to add? That's, Thoughts? It was, it, they were they're they're bad. They're bad. I mean, we're gonna see what happens tomorrow. I'm sure they're gonna lose to the Saints and and move to uh, you know uh, what three 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 nine and one three ten and one. I don't even know anymore. It's just a lot of losses on the season so far. But Hertz wasn't bad. Five of twelve for 109 yards. Yeah, I mean not terrible. Like, you know, a little bit of a spark off the bench, but uh, you know you don't want to see that you know happen where you need a you know where you you know you pay your starting quarterback a ton of money and then you know the bench guy has to come in clean up and you know find some sort of a spark for the team. You don't want to see that. Yeah, and your quarterback that you paid all that money decides to stink it up the season before yeah. all the guaranteed money actually kicks exactly. in. Exactly. The year before don't want the, to see that. the biggest salary cap hit of his entire <laughs> contract. Yeah, that did not bode well nope. for the Eagles. But next up, Denver Broncos against the Chiefs. Chiefs 22, Broncos 16. Broncos go to 4-8. and eight. Chiefs go to 11-1. and one. Friday, the Chiefs look pretty damn good. Uh, no, actually, they didn't look that great in this game. I mean, they didn't look that great. Um, you know, they did. I want to say they struggled, but it was just sort of a slow start. It was. Uh, I mean, the pace of the game was kind of odd as well. Um, but the Broncos' defense played well. They held them in the game um, for a bit there. But uh, in the fourth quarter, when things were close, I knew that Kansas City was going to win. Yeah, they held the uh, Broncos scoreless in the fourth quarter. Actually, Friday's right. This game was not one of the Chiefs' better performances. Of the season, Mahomes 25 of 40 for 318 and one touchdown in the game. Uh, poor Drew Locke, 15 to 28, 151 yards, two count of two touchdowns, but two painful interceptions in the game. Uh, but the Chiefs do what they do. They, they win the game that they need to win. They didn't play their best football, but they still eked out a win in the game to go to 11 and one. The Steelers still mm-hmm. are the top seed in the AFC. Uh, because being. of the because the the Chiefs lost to the Raiders, the Steelers have yet to lose to an AFC opponent. Uh, but as it sits right here, I would not put the Steelers up against the Chiefs and put money on the Steelers, regardless of what the line is. The line could be fifteen, and I still think I would be leery to bet on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, but Franny, what do you think about uh, the Chiefs uh, being able to overcome a little bit of adversity in this game? I mean, you got to win ugly. I mean, if if you're going to be a good team, you have to win ugly. You're going to win, you know, some you know some easy games there, but uh, at times you're going to struggle. But if you find a way to win those games, to just you know prove that you're a good team. Yeah, I was just mad at. Uh, I think it was. I can't remember who called that. The Steelers' last game to Washington. I can't remember who called that game. But but Ben Roethlisberger threw a sidearm pass, and I expected someone to say that that was the first time they've ever <laughs> seen a quarterback do something that amazing and miraculous. Because apparently Patrick Mahomes is the only person who's allowed to throw a ball at any other angle over than your traditional angle. Every single time he throws a pass like that, he is lauded as being the only quarterback to I do mean, it. Ben, ben Roethlisberger has done it for twenty fucking years. Yeah, but Ben Danucci was doing it. Yeah, Ben well, Danucci. The one start that he had, all yeah. of his all of his throws were sidearmed. But this is you know this is the NFL. This is sports media. You know they latch onto a particular player and they just can't heaping you know stop heaping praise. I mean, don't get me wrong. Patrick Mahomes is worthy of praise, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen him do anything that that other quarterbacks 
you know, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, John Elway. There are guys that have done the things that he's done. Mm -hmm. Steve Young, for example, that have done the things that he's done. Former baseball players that have done these things. (laughs) It's just that he's better at it than all of those other guys. But the Chiefs go to 11-1. Come on, Chiefs. Come on. We need a loss. (laughs) Oh, man. (sighs) We don't have to talk about the Eagles Uh, game, but, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about this one. Washington, we lost to the team with no name. Washington no, it football a, it, team. It's called the Washington football team. <laughs> Actually, I like, that. I like the name. 23. WFT. Pittsburgh, 17 in this game. I think Mike Tomlin summed it up when they asked, what was the reason for this loss? I uh, Again, Mike, what was the reason that you lost this game? I <laughs> And they did suck, Ben. <laughs> They did suck. Uh, I mean, I appreciate Mike Tomlin's <laughs> candor. Uh, I think that was actually in response to the game at Baltimore, uh, but I haven't heard Mike Tomlin be that candid mm-hmm. uh, before. He essentially said this week, if the receivers don't catch the ball, we'll find some receivers that will. I'm not sure in week 14 where well, exactly you're going to find uh, these receivers. Some uh, running backs that can actually yeah. run the ball. I mean, look at these numbers, Franny. Steelers, Anthony McFarland Jr., Apparently, your best threat on fourth down uh-huh. also came later in the game. Yep, That's the guy you want on the, the your rookie receiver out of Maryland. That's the guy you want to catch the ball on fourth down. Yep, uh, He had four carries for 15 yards. Benny Snell Jr., eight carries for five yards. Jalen Samuels for one carry for <laughs> one yard. So the Steelers with a grand total of 21 yards rushing in this game. Mike Tomlin, five cracks at the ball, getting the ball in the end zone from inside the five-yard line, four cracks from the one-yard line. Not able to get the ball in, not able to rush the ball for one yeah. yard. And it was the issue with uh, with Baltimore the week before. I mean, they were in the red zone so many times, um, you know, goal line situations. They just couldn't punch it in. And, uh, you know, what really disappointed me was that last play towards the end of the game at four, on fourth and one, uh, instead of running the ball right there, just fuck it. You know, I mean, you haven't run the ball that well in the entire game, but at least try to pound it for that one yard to pick it up. And they couldn't. Instead, do it. they call a wheel route to yeah. Anthony McFarland. Exactly. Junior. The ball was not thrown as well as it could have been. Could have been caught. I mean, the ball definitely could have been caught. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I say, I mean, uh, much like Doug Peterson, Steelers were not playing their best football. Yet you didn't. You know, it's fourth down. You're at the one yard line. I get the uh, the the urge to go for it there, but you can mm-hmm. kick the field goal and take three points. Mm-hmm. Later in the game, same thing. They're at the 28 yard line. Was it fourth and two? That's the, the the route that they threw to, to McFarland. You could kick. I mean, I know he said he didn't want to send a rookie kicker out there, but again, that's another three points you left laying out there. Yep. And I mean, it's a forty-five yard field goal. Mm-hmm. Why is the guy on your roster if he can't kick a forty-five year yard field goal? Yeah. There are kickers available. There were kickers available this past week on the open market that can hit a forty-five yarder. If your guy can't, then you made a mistake by bringing him in and having him on your practice squad in the first place. Yep. Uh, but I, I, I get what Franny's saying. They could have, they should have tried to run the ball, but do you think they should have went for it on both of those fourth downs rather than just taking the points, knowing that they weren't running the ball well? Yeah. I mean, at least one of them, you know, I mean, if, if you're not going to, you know, convert one, at least kick, kick one of them. You know, I, I don't, I don't like when, when coaches get overly confident on that fourth down situation, they think they can, you know, score or, or, you know, pick up some yardage there, um, and fail to do it. Um, but I, you know, I, I would definitely, if you are already struggling, just kick the field goal and move on. Yeah. Because earlier in the game, I think I said, thank goodness for, or thank God for Riverboat Ron early in the game because mm-hmm. Rivera went for it on fourth down on a stupid fourth down, mm-hmm. gave us the ball back and we went down and got points off it. Yep. Uh, and the Steelers did the same thing. There, they could have just kicked the field goal, taking the points. Kicked the field yep. goal, taking the points. 
I mean, I know that, but but look at the way you were running the ball. And seven drops in a game. The Steelers lead the, the league with 30 drop passes this year. This game alone, there were seven drop passes. Deontay Johnson drop balls. Eric Ebon, Ebron drop balls. Uh, Claypool drop passes. There's, you can't play this sloppy this late with this amount. You, if, if the Steelers' game plan is to go empty sets throughout the playoffs in open yep. stadiums yep. Cold in weather, the playoffs and expect snow, to win a Super Bowl. Ice, rain. Yeah, what if you get a rain sleep, game? What if you get whatever. a snow game? You, yep. you can't. And... I mean, I understand, you know, that, that they weren't successful running the ball, but I don't know how your offensive line can can cannot give up a sack on Ben Roethlisberger since week eight. Mm-hmm. So clearly they're protecting their quarterback. So you're protecting the quarterback well, but you can't move the ball a yard in front of you. I, I just I, how can an offensive line be that good at one thing and that bad at another? Oh, you can't have it all, Ben. <laughs> yeah, but you can't have. But I, can't, I want something. What do you want? What do you want? I want to be able to get the quarterback. I mean, you want to run the ball. I mean, I want to be able to score from the one yard line. If you give me four chances to do it, I mean, I know Ben Roethlisberger doesn't like quarterback sneaks. I know Ben. I know Mike Tomlin doesn't want to put his quarterback in jeopardy. But at that point, I think with the game on the line, with the potential first round buy on the on the line, I think you got to try to sneak the ball there. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you what do you think is wrong with the Steelers? Um, I mean, they they've won a. Uh, They've won against <laughs> some quality opponents, but they've also had a fairly easy schedule. If you look yeah, I was going to say you were right about everything you yeah. said on last week's show, and 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 uh, you didn't agree with me. Well, of course you're, not. You're we, really were, we were we were undefeated when when I, when you yeah. said that um, going into a game against Washington. <laughs> yeah. I assumed I would be right, uh, but I think that's what it is. I mean, it, you know, they're a good football team. Um, they're one of the best in the AFC, but. The record being eleven and zero, you know they're not the top dog. You would expect the top team in the AFC to have the best record, which they did. But there was still some questions about how good they really are, just based off of their schedule and who they've played so far. I mean, they did beat Tennessee, you know, they did and beat Baltimore, the Ravens twice, twice, once with their practice. Fair squad. enough. <laughs> um, so you know they they beat the Eagles, they beat they beat the Giants, I believe. They beat Jacksonville, they beat. Um, who else did they beat? I mean, I mean, they didn't have the toughest opponents. Um, so I, I think that has to do a lot with you know folks thinking that they're one of the top teams. But they beat the Giants, the Broncos, the Texans, the Eagles, the Browns, yeah, the, the Titans, Texans, the Ravens, Texans the Cowboys, yeah. the Bengals, the Jags, the yeah, Ravens. I mean, I, the, I mean, the Bengals, the yeah. Cowboys. You know, the the Ravens practice squad, the Jags. I mean, you know, not not the toughest opponents this year. And you have some some tough ones coming up. Yeah, I mean, look, but Rod, I mean, look at Alex Smith, 20, 31 of forty six for yeah. two hundred ninety six yards, and they win the game, one mm-hmm. touchdown in the game. Uh, I, I just don't, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I think the Steelers, to their credit, they continue to throw the ball to their receivers. They don't pigeonhole themselves into one or two receivers uh, where the defense can key on those receivers. I personally would get the ball to James Washington a little bit more uh, moving forward. He's got lobster claws for hands. He doesn't drop passes. And I think it'll help the other receivers, you know, visualize catching the ball. I would go to, to to Washington a little bit more. And Deontay Johnson is one of the one of the most electric young receivers in a league, but he's gonna have to learn to catch the ball. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Eric Ebron dropped the ball in Detroit. That's why he's not in Detroit anymore. Dropped the ball in Indianapolis, that's why he's not in Indianapolis anymore. So this shouldn't come as a shock to anyone that he's dropping passes. 
Uh, but Claypool, he's a rookie. You know, you can't, I don't think you can be too hard on him. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster still getting those hard yards, especially on third down. Uh, but, you know, with with James Conner coming back in this game tomorrow against the Bills, we'll see. But, mm-hmm. but the Steelers should be nervous, I would say, about this Bills game, and a loss would not surprise me. Mm-hmm. Anything else to add about uh, the hapless Steelers and 11 and I mean, I wish them all the best, Ben. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's they'll make the playoffs for sure. I just don't know how far they're going to go. It's just anything. Just don't let the Browns. Come on. We, we can't. We can't. can't we can't be in second place to the Browns. Uh, next up, Bills 34, Niners 24. This mm-hmm. was a shocker. Bills go to nine and three. Niners go to five really and seven. Shocker. I mean, Josh Allen played a great game in this one. But the Niners have been playing no better than expected. Pretty well better in the than, last couple weeks. Yeah, I mean their their defense is still uh, you know playing well, uh, considering all the injuries that they've had. Um, but well, Josh uh, Allen, thirty two yeah. and forty for three seventy five and four. He's Count them. Really good games. Four this touchdowns. Year. Yeah. No picks. Yeah. You think the He's Bills really are improved. for real? They're good. They're very good, Ben. We'll see how they play against the Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's Nick, gonna be a scary matchup yeah. for you this coming week. Yeah. Nick Mullins, twenty six to thirty nine for three sixteen and Wait, three. When do, you, when do you guys play? Tomorrow night. Was oh, it tomorrow night? It's the NBA. Yeah, I got it. You have to listen to Chris Collinsworth oh, okay. uh, opine about uh, on the, the Steelers and pick one guy that no one else knows and tell us how great he is. Now, this is a guy. This is a guy I've been watching all year. <laughs> Nobody talks about him, but look at that tackle. He does that every single game He, he with aggression. You know, he wrapped him up. He, you know, most guys go for, the, you know, just throw their body at his legs. He wrapped him up. Two interceptions from Mullins. Uh, but, yeah, the Bills, nine and three. I mean, they at least have the Bills to root for if the Steelers get knocked out of the playoffs. But the Bills, good for them. I mean, I, I well, for sure. I, I I'll never I mean, say also, anything bad about the Bills and their fans. So many years of just struggling, and and I mean, you know, recently what was like uh, a couple years back they made the the playoffs yeah, where Tyrod they didn't Taylor. make it. For, it was like what, like a, a sixteen year stretch yep. where they didn't make it into the playoffs, and so it's it's great for that fan base. It's great for the Browns also where they're at. I mean, you know, such passionate fans for both of these teams, and they've struggled for so many years. And, um, you know, it's great to see them both at 9 and 3. Yeah, two cities. I think the combined population of both Cleveland and Buffalo is less than a million people. Is it really? Yeah, within the actual city proper. I mean, Buffalo, yes. Uh, Cleveland, Buffalo I thought, was maybe two, a little bit. Buffalo's 240? Yeah, I mean, I know Buffalo's pretty small, but I thought Cleveland was a little bit larger than that. I think, what is the Cleveland? What is population of Cleveland? I'm gonna. Let's I'm turning into. Let's look that up. Let me be. Now uh, this is a city. Let me be. Uh, let me be uh, Bill Burr now. Let me just randomly look up shit during my podcast. <laughs> hey, why not? What if other? If other? If other podcasts do it, three hundred eighty-three thousand. That's less than Cuban, a million between the Cuban two. Property. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So yeah, three eighty-three and two forty, whatever that is. Uh, but less than a million. So good for them. But yeah, I mean, uh, uh, the Bills. I mean, I think they should be optimistic. I mean, we saw the way Josh Allen played in the playoffs last year. <laughs> Did not leave anything to be desired mm-hmm. in that playoff game last year. There was a lot of fear that he might not be the guy, but I think he might be the guy. Oh, for sure. After this season, I mean, he's really improved his play. Yeah. I mean, and the defense I've, I've been, is playing I mean, he could he he could potentially be MVP too. The yeah. way he's elevating this team right now. It's amazing. Someone call Minnesota and Houston yeah. and say maybe don't trade away or let your best receiver, your your franchise right, receiver, right. walk away when you're not the Pittsburgh Steelers. The right. Pittsburgh Steelers can do that because Chase Claypool is just a draft away. Mm-hmm. But 
you can't do that if you're a team like the Bills or the Texans who have had one or two or three marquee receivers in your entire entire history. Mm-hmm. Even when Jim Kelly was there, they had Andre Reed and Don Beebe, but they didn't really have you know what you would call, you know, bona fide stud receivers. So if you have if you're lucky enough to get one in your Minnesota or your Buffalo or your uh, don't trade them away. Yep. Uh next up. Cowboys at Ravens, the game that went the way you expected it to go. Now that Lamar Jackson and everyone else is back, Ravens 34, Cowboys 17. Your Dallas Cowboys go to three and nine. Dallas Cowboys. Your Dallas Cowboys go to three and nine. Baltimore Ravens fall or go to seven and five. Eliminated from possibility of winning the AFC North. At least that's something Mm -hmm. that happened this year. That's positive for the Pittsburgh Steelers, other than being eleven and one. Uh, But your your Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, thirty one of forty eight. Red Rocket. Red Rocket. Rocket, (laughs) Thirty one of forty eight for two eighty five. Two count them. Two touchdowns. One pick in the game. But Lamar Jackson, again, 12 of 17, 107 yards, two TDs, one interception but but on the ground, on another the ground. 100 yards. Yeah, pretty much. And a TD. J.K. Dobbins with a TD, uh, Marquise Brown with a TD through the air, and Miles Boykin. But the Ravens look like they're back to being the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm happy that they won this game. Beat the Cowboys. Well, what do you think about the Cowboys this year? I think Mike McCarthy oh, uh, and yeah, well, you know, I, um, they're, they're I think worse. everybody everybody wants the clapper back now. You know, they yeah, thought, but they're I worse thought, than I expected. They are way worse <laughs> than I expected. I mean, obviously, you know, Dak Prescott got injured early in the season. I'm not sure how their season should have it was shaped out with him. We fucking won eight games with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph last year. Yeah, well, better coach. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Is Mike McCarthy worthy? Oh, uh, no. I mean, or do yeah, you no. just are you do you just get this retread out of there if, if you're Jerry Jones and bring someone else in that you can keep around for ten or fifteen years? Oh, I mean, you have to give him one more year. You can't you can't just hire him for one year and you know have your starting quarterback get injured and expect him to have a great season. I, w- I would definitely well, keep I expect him, him to win more, more than three games <laughs> in a in a division where the team that's in first place has five wins in week thirteen. You'd expect that, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would <laughs> expect that. Especially with the pedigree coming from Green Bay, playing with Aaron Rodgers, well, he did playing in that Rodgers. organization. He did have Aaron Rodgers, though. Right. So maybe he's not a particularly good head coach. No, no he's not. He's not. No, was, and you made it clear many times on the podcast. I do not like not, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, you're not a big fan of his at all. And this is exactly why. Yeah. And he said this week, you know, the Cowboys have brighter days ahead. Yeah. I'm like, well, what the maybe fuck? You're three him, and nine. Without, yeah, yeah. Can't, well, is it, it can't get any darker than that. Is, so you're promising less? You're promising more than three wins next year? Is that the. They might be with five. Yeah. I mean,. I don't know, but I mean, if I'm Jerry Jones, I I I, I fire Mike yeah, McCarthy uh, and, and bring in someone you can like a Mike Tomlin, I, 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 Bill you know, Cowher. I like Mike McCarthy. I like Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I like guys that scream at officials at a high school basketball game. Yeah, that's a class act right there. I could just see Friday. Was it his daughters? Or, yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I could just see Friday in his in his, you know, you know, going to his cousin's, uh, you know, high school or junior high school soccer game and screaming, you know, you know, just vulgar, you know. Not it wasn't racial, but it was uh, what do you call it? Profanity mm-hmm. at uh, at a high school, you know, official. That's that's pretty childish. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, and that tells that's sort of a Greg Williams type of move right there. But you like you know Mike McCarthy. I do. If if he continues this sort of streak with the Cowboys, I love the guy. All right, shot. Oh come on. Okay, fine. That well, I mean, come on. That's pretty mean. I'm the one. I'm supposed. To, I'm allowed to be mean to Mike McCarthy. You didn't say anything negative about the Ravens, though. I actually did. Yeah, I said that they, uh, they were eliminated from the division. They can't win the division, which is at least something that uh, when this, when Tim Tebow throws the ball over our heads this year. All right, where's your shot glass? And we lose. I mean, if we lose to the Chiefs, fine. 
you know, that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. But if we lose, if we lose to the Ravens or the fucking Browns in the playoffs, oh, that's going to be, that's going to sting. I know you, you just hate losing. I mean, if you're a fan of any team losing to your division rival. Yeah. Especially the, the Browns are supposed to be. Cheers, Ben. Cheers. Ah, the Browns are supposed to be the person that you always know you're going to be better than. All right, I think that. Oh, there's one more game. Yeah, we don't have to talk about it too much. Patriots, Rams, Rams. I mean, Patriots uh, three, Rams twenty four. Rams go to nine and four. Patriots go to six and seven. Just Belichick dominated. loses his marbles on the sideline. They just dominated this game. But uh, I think we said it earlier. You know, uh, Frane, uh talked about a little bit about the Rams probably being the best team in the NFC West, and it looks like that's the case. I mean, they're looking at like one of the better teams in the NFC right now. I mean, they, they're they're up there with uh, I mean, Sean McVay, man. Yeah, I mean they're they're up there with the, with the Saints too. I mean they're they've really there was you know in the middle of the season they were kind of struggling just a little bit, but last few games they've really picked it up. I mean, but this really is what good. you do. I mean, this is what good coaches do. Look at look at Jared Goff, sixteen to twenty five, one hundred thirty seven yards, one touchdown, one interception. They beat their opponent twenty four to three. That's well, what mean, good coaches do. You know, the defense also played really well in this game. Yeah, I mean the defense probably next to the Saints, and well Tampa was playing well, but I'd say next to the Saints probably the best defense in the nfc right now mm. maybe not according to football outsiders but i mean uh, my eyes tell me that the rams both inside and outside with their secondary as well as their line they are playing as well as any defense out there and with that kind of line i mean if course if you say carson went 16 to 25 137 yards one touchdown one pick you expect you're going to lose that game mm. but the rams did not lose this game uh, because they ran the ball with Cam Akers for 171 yards on 29 carries. Uh, Jared Goff, another, I think he had a quarterback sneak in this game, TD. There you go. Uh, Daryl Henderson, you know, no carry or two carries for five yards. But even when they didn't get the receiving yards, the, the leading receiver for the Rams, Tyler Higby with 34 yards. But look at Cam Newton, nine for 16 for 119 yards. No TDs, one interception. Jared Stidham in mop-up duty, five of seven for 27 yards. Uh, but the Rams are for real. Mm-hmm. All right, Franny, that's it for the week 13 games. You want to do the week 14 picks? What's next up on the big board? Next up, Ben, week 14 picks and uh, the betting lines. All right, hold tight, everybody. All right, and we are back with our Week 14 picks and our betting lines. Can you believe it? Week 14. Uh, <laughs> I just can't believe we're at Week 14. I know Four I mean, more weeks in the season. This year has just flown by, and it feels like it should be summer right now because we've done absolutely nothing this year. Yeah, I feel like I should be on a beach. I know, right? Drinking a nice cold. We could be. We could Where? The Caribbean. Yeah, we could, yeah, yeah, that's true. We could yeah. be in the Bahamas right now. Yeah. Eating a the little Caribbean, fresh, Caribbean, however you pronounce yeah, it, yeah, little fresh conch yeah. <laughs> on the beach in the Bahamas. Uh, you know, some the conch ceviche with the onions and the lemon. Oh, 
Yeah. So good. Why are we here? And a little, and a talik. That's where we should be doing our podcast the right beer? now. That is exactly yeah. right. Some of those, what are those, like, like the little the <laughs> yeah, drums. The, that the, they have, the, yeah, the steel the, drums? Yeah, the steel drums. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, well, Super Lotto tonight. Yeah, well, hey. We could already be If you invite me, Ben, if you yeah. invite me. <laughs> That's true. And Ben, what are you drinking right there? Looks like you pulled out some of the Maui Brewing Company IPA that we had last week. <laughs> yep. Which was delicious. A very, very, gr- I mean, this was a great beer. Yeah, it is. I've decided to uh, switch it up, put the... Beautiful gray whale gin to the side uh-huh. so that we can get through the rest of the show. So I've decided to take out this Maui Brewing Less Company Big Swell. Slurring. It's good. This it is, is no, a really, really nice beer. I was actually shocked at how good that IPA is. And it's, uh, you know, speaking of doing the podcast from a beach, yep, there the we beer are. is from Maui. Perfect. Uh, first up, Green Bay at Detroit. No line in this game. The line is locked. Uh, but Green Bay at Detroit. What do you think about this game? And please uh, don't say Detroit. No, I'm going to say Green Bay, of course. And this one, it's Aaron Rodgers, Ben. It's very difficult for me to pick against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Green Bay is going to win this game probably by a good chunk uh, playing in Detroit. 10 points at least. Yeah, it's too bad. But, you know, this is what it is. You are the Detroit Lions, and uh, we feel for you. (laughs) Uh, Next up, Tennessee Titans at Jacksonville Jaguars. The Titans favored by seven over under 52.5. What say you? That's a big line. Jacksonville that has is. been playing pretty well. They lose all their games. Yeah. But they still they are competitive th- in a lot of the games. I think they'll keep it close. I think they'll keep this game close. Uh, you know, over under 52 and a half. I would say under 52 and a half in this one. Uh, but I can see the Titans winning this by at least 10. Or is this the revenge nope. of the Titans in this game? Oh my god. <laughs> well, they got beat last week. Didn't ex- they didn't expect to get beat last week? Revenge of the Titans. <laughs> Is that a movie? Remember the Titans. Oh, Revenge. Yeah, well, there you go. Revenge of the Titans. Uh, I'm going to uh, well, I'm going to take the Titans in the game, but I'm going to take the Jags plus 7. I don't think the game is I think the game is going to be close at the end over under 52.5. If anything, I would take I would actually take the under in this game. Uh, next up, ooh, your Dallas Cowboys at the Cincinnati Bengals, Cowboys minus three, over under 43. The Cowboys are favored by three against the Bengals. Bengals have one less win than the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if, if if Burrow was starting this game, I would choose the Bengals. But uh, without Burrow and uh, having uh, the red rifle, red rocket, uh, as, <laughs> you know, I, think, I think Dallas is going to win this one. Really? Yeah. I mean, you don't have a lot of trust. In Brandon Allen, no, to get it done, no, or Ryan Finley, or Ryan Finley to get it done. I don't know if I would touch the line in this one or the points. Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals in this game. All right. I think that the long season that is the embarrassment of the Dallas Cowboys will continue. I think the Bengals at home are going to figure out a way to eke out a win against the Cowboys. Well, I hope this so. Week. Uh, next up, Cardinals. At the Giants, the Cardinals, ooh, how the mighty have fallen. Favored only by two and a half at the over-under of 47. What say you? The Cardinals uh, only get yeah, only giving away that, two and a half at, on the road, no That's less. a tough game. That's a tough game to call because the Cardinals have struggled. Giants have picked it up a little bit. A little bit. Uh, they just beat the Seahawks last week. A little bit. A little bit. Oh, yeah, just uh, beat the first place team in the NFC West with four teams going to the playoffs. I think the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals will win. <laughs> you think the Cardinals will win? Yep. I think the Giants will win. I think the Giants are going to win this game at home in MetLife, you know, in front of their family and friends <laughs> in the stands and a very, very well run 
PA system where they actually do a pretty good job in New York mm-hmm. without the fans there. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Giants, but I'm going to tease it. I'm going to tease the Giants up to 6.5 or 8.5, and I'm going to take the under 47, but tease that under up to 53, mm-hmm. just for a little cushion. Uh, next up, Texans at Bears. Texans favored by two, over under 42, 45.5. Wow. I can see the. Uh, How are the Texans favored in this game? I don't know. I, I, Sean I, Watson. You know, I would choose the alone. I would choose the Texans in this one. Ooh, playing in Soldier Field. That's a tough one. I mean, the Texans are so depleted in terms of their talent. But then again, the Bears are the Bears. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I think Trubisky's starting. I'm. I, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Friday. I'll, I'll take the Texans on the on the money line, but no points. But I think the Texans will eke out a win in that one. Next up, Broncos at the Carolina Panthers. Panthers favored by three and a half over under forty four point five. Uh, Broncos played pretty good yeah, this week. Actually, they did play pretty well. I mean, their defense really stepped it up. Um, you know, I'm gonna choose the Broncos in this one, not by a lot. Wow. Yeah. Finally, Ronnie yeah. chooses a team that's not. I'm usually the one that's going out there, and they're like, "You picked up you." I'm like, "Yeah, I lost the other seven, but yeah, that, yeah. I got that one right." Uh, who you take it? Wow, really? Yeah, why not? Uh, because they're, they're on the road. Up, they put up a pretty good fight against the Chiefs. That's true. That's true. Vic Fangio has them playing pretty well. You convince me. I'll take the Broncos. All right, I'll take the Broncos. Uh, but I'm going to take them plus three point five. I'm not going to take them on the money line. Over under 44. I'll take the under in that game. Uh, Vikings at Buccaneers. The Vic- Oh, the Buccaneers favored by seven. Over under 52. That's an interesting game right there. That is an interesting Because the Vikings that's, are that's, fighting for their life. They are. And the Buccaneers are fighting to see who's fucking up worse, Tom Brady or Bruce <laughs> Arians. Who's, whose fault is it? Skip! Uh, I would choose, if I had to choose, if it was my money, I would choose the Bucs to win this game. Really? Yeah, why not? Interesting. Oh, they've been, but they've been talking about it. Whatever that is, uh, whatever that new show is with um, Mike Greenberg. What is it? Like First Up or Get Up or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Something like that. And uh, Skip and Shannon and Good Morning Football. Oh, I mean, everyone is talking about, you know, is it Tom Brady or is it Bruce Arians? So there's a lot of drama surrounding this team. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Vikings to win this game on the money line plus 270. All right. I think that this is the game that's going to I mean they've got they've got enough talent to beat them. Uh Kansas City Chiefs at Dolphins. Chiefs minus 7 over under 50.5. That might be a fun game to watch. Actually, you know what? It's it's an interesting matchup. Um Dolphins playing well, obviously not as well as the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean I still I you know, I, I expect the Chiefs to win this one, but the Dolphins are going to put up a pretty good fight. I I don't know if if Tua is the better option over Fitzpatrick right now, I don't know if I'd rather. How have... many teams have said that? I, 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 I know, <laughs> I know, I know, is I know. Fitzpatrick, but... the better option. <laughs> I know, but he, he's like they're, How they're many almost, teams they're have almost had on that the guy. same level right now. Isn't it funny the number of teams that have had that conversation? Yeah, yeah. but I, I don't know. I, I'm not I, right I still... before Fitzpatrick throws four picks yeah, exactly. the following day. But he or he might throw four <laughs> touchdowns. You yeah, just never exactly. know what you can get from Fitzpatrick. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, whoever's playing quarterback for the Dolphins in this one. You know, I think the Chiefs are just, uh, they're the better team, and I expect them to win this one. They, I, you know, it's probably going to be like 24 17 or something like that. Yeah, I'm going to actually take the Dolphins plus seven. 
Mm. I don't think the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are going to put up a fight, but I, I mean, I think the Chiefs are going to win. But I don't think it's going to be by seven. Mm. I mean, not in Miami, in the heat, in the humidity. Eh, it's not that hot right now. It's in the eighties. I don't with know. Some, about that. With some with some humidity, <laughs> and they're going to get to a high lie match before this. <laughs> I don't, do they still play high lie? I don't know. Uh, Miami Vice, you're too young for Miami Vice. Yeah. Uh, Colts at Raiders. Colts minus three over under fifty two. I think they're being generous to the Raiders here. Uh, this is going to be a tough one. This is a tough matchup, but you know, for for the Colts, um, as well as they have been playing, the Raiders, they're just uh, you just never know what you're, they're a very inconsistent team. Um, I think that win against the the Chiefs is coloring a lot of people's opinions yeah, but, about but this team. They're seven and five. You know, the Colts are what eight and four. I mean, it's really not. There's not a huge difference in the record. Um, the better the, better, the quarterback advantage goes to the Raiders. The uh, defense advantage know, yeah, goes to the Colts. The offensive weapons go to advantage goes to the Raiders. It's a tough matchup. I would say running you know, backs goes to the Raiders. Raiders. I'm choosing Raiders. Yeah, I'm gonna one. take the Raiders as well. I'm actually gonna take them uh plus three over under fifty two. I'm gonna take the under in that game. Uh Jets at Seahawks. <laughs> Seahawks favored by fourteen and a half. That may be more points than they score in the entire game. Uh, over under forty seven point five. Uh, That's a big spread for the Seahawks. Seahawks, the way they're I, playing. I, I'd say Seahawks in this one, but it's the Jets, though. Come on, what do you think about the spread? They, the Jets that's almost pretty, the Jets. The Jets should have beat the Raiders. Well, they should, have. but for a Greg Williams. Yeah, he's not there anymore. You know exactly. <laughs> uh, so, so maybe they have some uh, some success on defense. But that's a big line. But, I'm gonna take the Jets on a line. Plus, yeah, plus fourteen point five. They're not. I don't think the, the Seahawks. Line, yes, but I still. I mean, the Seahawks. I still expect them to win this game by at least. You know, I'd say ten, seven, seven to ten points. Yeah, I'll take the Jets on the line. Uh, I'd love to say I'm confident that the Seahawks are going to win this game, but I am not. Uh, <laughs> over under forty seven point five. I'll take the over on the on the hopes that Seattle gets back to doing what Seattle does. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Falcons at Chargers. The Chargers. Favored by one over under 48.5. I'd say Falcons. You always pick the. You can't help but pick the Falcons. Like, I mean, it's a char- I mean, Chargers. Uh, like, come on. Falcons, Chiefs. Uh, I'm going to take the Falcons. I'm going to take the Falcons in this game. I'm going to choose I'm the Falcons Friday. in this one. I wouldn't choose them against Kansas City. But <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Against the Chargers, I'm going to go with the Falcons. Right, like, uh, I'll take the Falcons. I'll take the, I'll take the Falcons. Yeah, Justin Herbert, he sucks. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take, take the uh, Chargers in this game. I don't need the minus one. I'll take them. Uh, I'll take them on. Yeah, I'll take the minus one. Mm-hmm. Over under 48.5. Uh, I'll take the over. I think that they're probably going to be around, you know, 28 to 24, somewhere in there. Uh, Saints at Eagles. Saints favored by seven and a half. Over under is only 42.5. Playing at the link. I would say um, over 42 and a half uh, because the Chargers will probably score 37 in this one. Um, but yeah, the Eagles are going to lose this one. I'm going to choose the Saints. How bad do you think it's going to be? Pretty bad. I think it's going to be pretty bad. You think that line might be a little generous to I the think Eagles? It, I think it is. I think it is. You think the Eagles might lose this game by 14 or more? I wouldn't be shocked. I really wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I love your Eagles. I root for them I every mean, week. I, you I know I root why. for them every week. But I, I kind of feel like the Eagles are going to lose this game by more than seven and a half with Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. going to take, yeah, I'm going to take 
<sighs> I'll take the Eagles plus seven point five. I think I think I yeah, I think I well actually sorry, the Saints minus seven point five. Mm-hmm. I think the the Saints are gonna win by more. What do you think about the over under forty two point five? I'd say over forty two and a half. Okay. Uh yeah, I'll take the over mm-hmm. as well. Uh next up twelve on uh twelve thirteen, the night game. Washington at San Francisco. San Francisco 49ers favored by three over the team that just beat the Pittsburgh Steelers over under 43.5. That's an interesting line. They're both Washington coming off a win. Mm -hmm. San Francisco coming off a not a great loss. What do you think about that game? I don't know. This is a tough one. I'm not not sure what to expect from Washington. I mean, their defense is playing well. Jack Del Rio and and Ron Rivera have them playing. Alex Smith has actually picked it up, man. I mean, Alex had a bloody leg, got cleated in the leg. That looked painful. Um, not as painful as his other injury, but, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to choose Washington in this one. Fuck, really? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? Well, they just beat the undefeated. They beat the undefeated. (laughs) All right, then. (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take. Whoa, what's going on? I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Niners in this game. Um, there's no way. You just lost them, man. I know. You just lost to Washington. (laughs) Yeah, but you know. That the reason that we lost that game was sucking. So they don't suck as bad as we suck, at least last week. So yeah, I'm gonna take the Niners in this game over Washington. Writing all the things will be right in the universe again. Washington will be where they belong. The Niners will be where they belong. Uh next up, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. Tomorrow I'll step away. night. I'll step away for a moment. You see the line? I see the line. Yeah. It's, Steelers. It's- Underdogs by yep. two points mm-hmm. on the road at Buffalo over under 48.5. Vegas knows something about the Steelers, and that's us sucking. You have to pick somebody. <laughs> if it was my money, Ben, if it's my money. Yeah, real money. You you got about $1,000 of your actual money on this game. Where on, do you bet it? On the bills. Yeah, I think I would too. <laughs> Right now? Right now with Josh Allen coming off a four-touchdown, no-interception yeah. outing and, with his and receivers. And with the Steelers struggling against Washington, struggling against the Ravens with a depleted Ravens team. I mean, they've struggled in quite a few games, actually. And um, I, I, I would, I'm I, going to have to choose. I'm sorry, Ben. I'm going to have to choose Buffalo in this No, I, I don't hold it against you. I mean, this is the Steelers game to prove whether they're for real or not. I think so. You I know, think can they run the game. ball? You know, not... Top three, you know, top third of the league, maybe not even top half of the league, but can they run the ball at an average level? Mm-hmm. Can they run the ball, say, fourteen to sixteen in the league? Uh, you know, that's that's what they have to prove they can do. As it sits here today, playing at Buffalo on the turf in Orchard Park, I'm going to take the Bills. I, I think the Bills are going to beat us tomorrow night. Sorry, Ben. I, I just last week I was we were still undefeated, so I was able to get up on my high horse and tell Friday he was crazy with all the logic about the division and the logic about their schedule and how reasonable his argument was. I I was still riding high on our undefeated record, but the way that they played against Baltimore, the way that they played against Washington, the running game, the injuries on defense. Although we will get. Steven Nelson back and in this game. I mean, what's the? I mean, the weather in Buffalo will also play a, yep. a huge factor. I mean, you know, I'm sure they get they get a lot of high winds in that stadium 
over there in Buffalo. So, I mean, if you're forced to throw the ball and you can't run it at all, that that really puts the Steelers in a tough spot right yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, my, Steven Nelson will be back. He won't be 100%. Uh, our other corner, Mike Hilton, concussion this past week. He, he's going to play, allegedly, but is he going to be 100%? You know, Devin Bush already went down for the season. Bud Dupree already went down for the season. Not able to run the ball. We'll see what James Conner can do coming off uh, the COVID list. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on the Steelers even as a Steeler fan. Uh, last game, Monday night, an interdivisional matchup that no one thought would be a big deal going into this year, but the Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. The Ravens sitting two games behind the Browns in the division are favored by three. The over-under is 47. What do you think about the slap in the face to the Browns saying you got two more wins than we do, but you're the underdog? You know what? I'm going to choose the Ravens in this one. I think the, Ra- the 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 Ravens need to win this game. I think Harbaugh is going to have them ready to go, and I can see them winning a close one. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think, th- I mean, they're, they're going to play inspired football, and they're going to win the game because they have to. They have to win this game, and uh, Harbaugh. He's going to have a game plan. Interesting. I mean, I mean, that, I mean they, they played well against the Steelers, even. Like, they you know, did, but that's kind of an insult to the Ravens. So you're too, I mean, the Browns. Insult to the Browns. Insult to the Browns. I yeah. mean, you're two games behind them in the division. So what? You're, you're eliminated from contention for the division win. Yeah, but they're still trying to make the playoffs. They're trying to make that playoff push. Oh, I'm going to take the Browns. Okay. I'm going to take the Browns plus three all day, yesterday, tomorrow, next week. The Browns are going to win this game. All right. Because all things being equal, I would rather the Browns win this division than the Ravens any day of the week. So I'm taking the Browns in this game over under 47. I'm going to take... Is that a shot right there? Yeah, probably. Because you're, you're hating on the Ravens right now. Yeah, and the Browns. Uh, not too much. Yeah. Well, I'm probably. giving positive yeah, love to the Browns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, that's another shot right yeah. there. All right, we'll yeah, do yeah. a shot. We'll right. do a shot. All right, we're going into the drinking portion of the show, so... Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I mean, I, I, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, the Eagles are... are just a little one. Just a little one. Where's your shot glass? The Eagles, shot glass? Are, the Eagles are seven and five going up against the Cowboys, who are nine and three. What? Well, they're not. And the Eagles are favored in the game. That doesn't make a lot of sense, right? And the Browns are at home, too. Yeah. Yeah. This is like a big slap in the face to everybody in Cleveland. Cheers, Ben. Cheers. 383,000 Cleveland fans can't be wrong. There's a few more than that. Yeah, that's true. Or even in Scotland or yeah. England. Where's that podcast? That's true. They love they love the shitty teams in the, the brownies. UK. Yeah, they love the brownies and they love the uh, the dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. Uh, well, they're going to be a plane over there eventually. All right, Freddie. That's it for the games this week. I drive a car named after my team. <laughs> What's that? The Jaguars. <laughs> the show. That's true. Everybody. Anytime you watch the shows on Netflix, it's like, well, I got a loaner car. It's an Audi, a BMW. <laughs> it's like they, my loaner is like a Corolla. Yeah, when you, over there, they get like fancy cars in Europe. You watch because we watch all these like shows that are over in you know Germany and and uh, you know Norway and Sweden and Spain. All these shows from overseas on Netflix, and apparently everyone that lives in these country either drives a Mercedes, a BMW, or an Audi. Primarily yeah. Audi, primarily Audis and BMWs. I mean, I would. I mean, school look, teachers. Those are great cars. Long term, I'd still rather drive a Corolla though, yeah, <laughs> because it's, it's going to give me that longevity. Yeah. Unlike the Audi or BMW or Volvo 
or whatever. I mean, I just, I mean, I guess I didn't give me a Toyota. See. Give me a nice Japanese car. I don't care. If, what are the prices over there? I mean, are they, I are they, Japanese are they cars? that cheap? Are the, are the Audis well, and, I mean, and BMW so cheap know, that Japanese, a school teacher Japanese can cars, afford? They're not as popular in Europe. You don't see as many, you know, Japanese cars over there. Oh, oh we for did, sure. We did, we did drive a Toyota from, you know, Croatia to Prague, but of course, we, we, one of the very few, but we made it all the way. <laughs> yeah. No issues whatsoever. <laughs> you didn't have to stop <laughs> no. for, you know, your air cooled Porsche yeah. on the way. <laughs> all right, Friday was next up on the big board. Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our shot of Ooh, I can't the week. Wait. All we'll right. Get to that. Hold tight, everybody. All right, and we are back with our shot of the week. And for how many weeks straight, Ben, did we have those spicy shots in honor of the undefeated streak that the Steelers had? It was at least, it didn't start right away because we didn't know how long they'd be undefeated, but it kept on going and going. So at least for like six or seven weeks there, we did have spicy shots in honor of your guys. It wasn't enough. Yeah, it, it wasn't well, long enough. I, I think eleven is eleven and zero is pretty good. I think we probably had, I'd say we eight, seven or eight. There, there was quite a few. There, there yeah. were, they were all delicious. Yeah, I mean they yeah. were all pretty good shots. Uh, so tonight, so we're tonight I'm up. drinking Hershey syrup <laughs> with tequila. We're switching it up just a little bit. Uh, the shot is dubbed the Grinch that stole the undefeated season, and it's a cool shot, Ben. Because your heart is, I don't know, it's, it's chilled, it's cold. It's, My it's heart did not icy. grow 10 it's, times that day. Yeah, exactly. It did not grow 10 times. It stole the presents day. from under the tree. <laughs> it had a dog as a reindeer. It just took all of the toys up the hill in the sleigh. It was just a despicable, disgusting undertaking by the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was. They didn't lose to the Ravens. They didn't lose to the Titans. They didn't lose to the Browns. They lost to the freaking Washington football team mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio coaching that squad. Poor Ron Rivera going through cancer treatments this year, finally getting over the hump. Uh, and finishing his cancer treatments, but clearly his mind hasn't been 100% in it. Steelers still lose. And, you know, I guess maybe I should be... Maybe maybe I should be happy that the Steelers lost to a team with a head coach that was able to overcome the, that adversity. The return that Alex Smith has had. Yeah. You got to be proud of him and what he's done so far in his return. And he's just playing better and better every game. He's, you know... Well, I think he's less afraid. You know, yeah. he's less he's less tentative of, of you know moving around in the pocket. He's he's definitely picked up his level of play, and I'm 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 very happy to see that, especially after you know watching the documentary and what he went through oh, to heal sure. up from that horrible injury. Yeah, when I um, saw that blood on his foot, I was like, well, oh my god, is that the is, is that, that the, <laughs> is that the leg that's hurt? Is that the leg that's hurt? He's gonna bleed out and die on the field. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's that's the kind of luck the guy has had in the NFL. <laughs> But the announcers were very clear. Other leg. It's yeah, the other, other leg. It's leg. It's the other don't leg. worry about it. Don't worry about it, people. Just look away. <laughs> Just look away. They're like, it's Kurt Schilling out there. <laughs> like, no, it's not Kurt Schilling out there. All right. So the shot of the night, which is dubbed the Grinch that stole the undefeated season from the Steelers, is concocted with white chocolate liqueur, cream de menthe, a little bit of half and half, some whipped cream on the top, and a garnish 
of some mint leaves, Ben. Oh, it's beautiful. And it is actually what, a very what nice shot. What inspired this shot other than, the, the, than trying and to make something? there's also chocolate, chocolate syrup inside of the shot glass yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, and the, and the pictures are amazing. Yeah, and you can find those on our Twitter and on Instagram. On Instagram, at Thirstand, and on Twitter, at Goal Thirst. Yep. And so you can definitely find us there and look at these beautiful pictures. Ben does a great job on Twitter. I don't do as great a job on my Instagram. He'll I try. I try. I, I, next, I, next yeah, weekend. Eventually, I'll get to it. But I already posted this one, though. This is a really nice shot. Uh, but Ben, uh, we we tasted uh, we tasted the uh, Glenn Farkless twenty one year old uh, three weeks ago. Here's our review. <laughs> I'm not that bad. I'm not that good. But what is, but you know what either. you know what was going through your mind when you concocted this particular shot? Because I mean it's beautiful. It's green. No, I just figured you it's know. it's got the beautiful fudge sort of you know going down the the, the side of the glass. Mm. It's got a garnish of mint. It's got some beautiful sprinkles on the top. So this figured, could not have been something you, you borrowed from the internet. This has to be uh, something you... I was inspired by the internet. I was inspired by the internet. But I mean, I just figured, you know what? We had so many spicy shots. Let's have a nice cooling shot. Yeah, I'm disappointed. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I figured. We are we going to start another from, streak? From, the, we're from not at the fire studios. to cold and yeah. cool. Minty, Fair fresh enough. Let's do it. Band. So cheers to you. And let's give it a shot. What a beautiful shot. It is. The color, very nice. Ooh, that's nice. Oh, my God. Ooh, chewing on the mint leaf. Mm. That is actually really good. It's mm. like a, it's like a mint and chip. Wow, it's like, a, yeah, it's like mint chip, chip ice cream, but not enough mint to make it. Overly minty, to, or yeah, overly to make, sweet. You, make you wonder why sweet. you decided to get mint chip instead of chocolate chip. Not as sweet as I would expect it to be, but that's a really delicious dessert shot. Almost, it's, it's really good. Oh, it's great! Mm. I mean, chewing the mint's not quite the same as licking the tahini. Yeah, but... no, I, I didn't put any tahini on this one. Yeah, <laughs> tahini would be a little out of place on this shot. Oh, but this is a really good shot. Oh man, yeah, it is. Wow, wow, mm. wow, wow, wow! That is fucking delicious, actually. I mean, that's mm. a beautiful, especially for the winter time. Mm-hmm. Maybe not outside, but inside you're celebrating the holidays. You get that minty goodness. You got the green. Maybe throw some red sprinkles on the top there if you're having a holiday you know, party or whatever. What would have made it just a little bit better? Maybe just a little bit. Just a sprig or just a little, a few drops of Goldschlager peppermint. Just to add Ooh. a little bit of pepperminty-ness to it. I think that would actually make it just a little bit better and a little more alcohol, alcohol too. Yeah, for sure. You don't want... I... Would want a little bit more Christmas. <laughs> you don't need any more Christmas in this one. Yeah, where would you rate this, Ben, on our Thirsty uh, Goal rating scale? Of I shots? would give that one probably an eight. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah, I would it's it, really good. Yeah, I, th- I would give it a ten. Oh. I give this one a ten. I'd give this thing that I made a ten. <laughs> no, seriously, this is a really good fucking shot. It, it is, is really good. good. It is good. It's. I mean, you know, I like the spicy I know, shots. I know. The, I know the shots that bite you. But I like with this the one spice. It's not. If it was sweeter, I wouldn't have liked it so much. But it's not as sweet as I expected it to be. I expected the creme de menthe to add a little too much sweetness, but it actually did not. No, no, um, it's not so too that sweet. Was, that was good. That was good. That was very good. But it's and really, it's really it has good. a nice creaminess to it too. Yeah, I mean, maybe I should give it a little bit. Maybe I'll give it. A, I'll give it a nine. You know what? We'll stick with your eight, Ben. <laughs> Only because you know I don't. You know this. I mean, I love these shots. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, these are good. This, but one, the, this one is good. The sweet and the presentation, amazing. Oh, the presentation is a ten. Yeah, the the pictures you're gonna see on on Instagram and Twitter are a ten. When I walked into the kitchen and saw him making these, they were freaking amazing. I didn't even want to drink it. <laughs> uh, the the presentation is amazing. Uh, you know, but. You know me, 
I like the spice. I like it the spice. I like it the spice. Uh, Franny, what's uh, anything else to say about the no? The that show? was delicious. All right, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, man, we have our beverage of the week. Ooh, are you excited? Which is a bourbon, and it is from Few. I'm sure you have some information for us, Ben. This is the Few. Let's see, which one are we drinking? We are drinking the. Oh, there it is, right there. It's not the rye because there's a rye also. Oh, the straight bourbon, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a grain to grass, di- grain to glass distillery that since 2011, few spirits have been producing award-winning craft whiskey and gin in a tucked-away alley, an alley located in the growing Chicago suburb <laughs> of Evanston, Illinois. Yeah, it's actually an interesting location uh, where they make this stuff, and these bourbons are coming from everywhere. Around the country, which is really, really exciting. Uh, this is the straight bourbon whiskey. I think it's 46.5% mm-hmm. alcohol, which is way up there. 93 or 94 proof. Uh, this is a Southern tradition meeting Northern rye. The spirit distilled through timeless liquor making techniques utilizes a three grain recipe that infuses generations of southern tradition with the spiciness of northern rye and a touch of malt for smoothness few is handcrafted through a small batch process in charred oak barrels to age its bourbon whiskey Uh, it's got a gold medal in 2014 at the tastings it's got a whatever that 95 points at the Ultimate Spirits Challenge in 2018. It's got a double gold medal, best bourbon 2019. And it's got the Ultimate Spirits Challenge 2020, 92 points. Uh, Franny, what made you decide to grab this beautiful bourbon? Um, I mean, well, it does have high ratings. And so, you know, obviously I grabbed it for that. But the uh, the bottling, too. I mean, it really catches that catches your eye on the shelf, and um, that's why I picked it up. I mean, just you know, interested in trying this one. I've seen it quite a few times, and I was, you know, walked past past it on the shelf. I'm like, should I get it? Should I not? I don't know. Should I get a scotch? I mean, there's. I mean, oh there's, yeah, should I get a scotch? Yeah, scotch. Should I get a? I'm not sure. I mean, sometimes I'm not sure what to buy, but this time I'm like, you scotches. know what? I'm going with the few. I'll get this one. Yeah, and the label is beautiful, and mm. it has a nice wood top. Yeah, and the label is it's very understated but mm-hmm. also very sophisticated it's just a red very, very, and you. white it's got a little bit of a like a, vintage, a little bit of a, like blue. a vintage sort of yeah. look to it it's very nice and the bottle is you know the squared off bottle of the uh it, it's it's nice yeah i mean the, the co- there's a little bit of a competition out there i think with the the newer bourbons mm-hmm. that aren't you know 20 you know that aren't the more expensive bourbons and scotches they're trying to like compete with the like the the shape of the bottle like they're trying to come up with bottles that are that'll catch the eye. The shape will catch the eye. I'm just sniffing right now, Ben. I'm sorry. And you have <laughs> our bourbon music in the background there. But oh, for sure. Let's give. Let's, cheers to you, Ben. Yeah, cheers. Let's give it a sniff. Uh, you know, oh, it's got a, a nice bourbon a, smell. Yeah, I'm getting a nice bit of uh, spice from that. There's a nice sweetness to it. Sugary sweetness. I almost it's get like a little a, maple smell to it. Yeah, like it's almost like a appley sort of pear. Getting a little, a little maple, a little, little rock fruit. Stone fruit. 
stone fruit. <laughs> Those rocky fruits out there. What's the difference? Rock fruit, stone fruit. <laughs> and as usual, you know, a little bit of raisin. I'm getting a little bit of raisin in there. No peanuts? Yeah, a little bit of nuttiness to it. Yeah, you can get a little bit of nuttiness from that too. But it's clean. Sweet honey, molasses, fruitiness. That's rice with but a little it's bit of spice. Nice, yeah. clean. Let's give it a taste, Ben. It's a, it's a, it's it's and it's not burning the nostrils. That's something that's forty six uh, forty six point some percent alcohol. Not really I getting get no that burn. burn at all, which is nice. But it's a very. I mean, you can just dab this on your neck. I mean, this stuff it smells really nice. Oh, it's got a great mouthfeel. Nice and soft in the mouth. <laughs> it does. I'm, I'm, getting a nice, I'm trying to be a professional. I'm getting a nice uh, nice bit of nuttiness from it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's nice and soft in the mouth, and you're getting nuttiness, and you're making fun of me. Okay. No, but there's I a nice, see how it is. There's a nice, but it's not like peanutty, but it's just like a nice roasted nut sort of flavor with some sweetness on the finish and a little bit of spice on the back of the throat, but it's also smooth as well. It goes down very easily. Oh, it's nice in the mouth. It's got a little spice at the end. In the middle, I get a little smokiness, a little nuttiness, a little spice. I like the spice on, on the, the finish, finish. though, because the spice on the finish, it's not that, overly spicy. I get, I'm getting like that honey molasses sort of sweetness a little bit on the on the, on the the front. Mm-hmm. Very nice, and it has a it's sweet, but that sweetness doesn't stick with you too long. It just but it's got a nice clean. It's got a nice clean flavor to it. And I mean, just, it really feels like it's and the right right done of, well, like the right amount of burn too. It's not 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 that it's not uh, smooth. It just has the right amount at the back of well, the Well, you should too. have a burn. I mean, that's the thing about the expensive yeah. scotches, you know, that people are like, oh my God, that's the smoothest scotch I've ever had. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay, so, so your goal like, is not to taste it? <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's nice. I mean, it, it is, uh, you know, it's 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 fairly complex. Um, it's an enjoyable sipper. I mean, this will, you know, we'll definitely, um, definitely come back to this one. I mean, there, there are some bourbons that have been sitting on our shelf for quite a long time that we've been gone back to, but this one, um, with the complexity, with that nice finish, I love that's, the that's, I love the feel in the back of my throat, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, I do. I mean, it feels really good on the back of my throat. Yeah, nice warming. Sort of it's warm. Spiciness. It's spicy. It's I mean that nice spicy sweetness on mm-hmm. the finish. I mean, mm-hmm. I really do like that. Yeah, and it, and it coats the entire tongue too. I mean, it's you know you get the flavor See, all the way through. Legs here? You got any legs on the glass? Not really. No, it's kind of thin. It's kind of thin there. But I mean, when you once you drink it down, I mean, it's not very creamy. But I mean, but the bourbon business is, it, I mean, this is a tough, tough business to be in because it's so popular right now. I mean, it's just a nice, nice, like the, I would say the perfect amount of burn, you know, like just to let you know that, hey, I'm a bourbon. <laughs> yeah, we were watching something on Hulu the other night and, you know, we, we were too cheap to pay for the, you know. At some point, you reach a limit, right? You have Netflix. Well, you got everything. And you have then, HBO. Yeah. You're like, okay, and at some you point. Have, you know, uh whatever it is. Now you don't have Dish, but uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, was it Time Warner or not? Yeah, Time yeah. Uh, we have DirecTV. DirecTV. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah. NFL Sunday Ticket. And it seems cheap when everything is, you know, five ninety nine for this, seven ninety nine for that, nine ninety nine for this, ten ninety nine for that. But then you're paying 40 or $50 yeah. on top of paying for your cable or, you know, your Dish or whatever. They're paying a lot of money yeah, every year. Yeah, I was for, like, okay, I could deal with the commercials on Hulu for that. That's the, why for I cancel. 
That's why I cancel my shit. So when I'm done watching a show on Netflix, I cancel Netflix and I move on to the next thing because I know I'm not watching anything on Netflix until I watch something on, you know, Hulu or Disney Plus or whatever. I want to watch The Mandalorian, the new season. Yeah. You know, it's like whatever it is. I don't know how much that is, but I'm going to cancel Yeah, we're going to watch it on Hulu because we can watch the last season on Hulu. Yeah. Well, yeah, you should watch it. You should definitely watch that, Ben. But yeah, I mean, Hulu to me is a... There's, they don't really have anything that's original, really original, original. There's a couple shows, but most of it is just, you know, you're actually just getting other other content. Oh, and I hear they're starting a new show uh, on Disney Plus uh, for Star Wars. Uh, Hayden Christensen signed Ooh, on. I, would, I might have to get that then. He signed on uh, for a new show that they're going to be doing. He's going to play uh, Darth Vader. And then what's his face? Um who was also in those movies. God, he's that British actor. I can't remember his fucking name. He's going to play... Uh, I'm not I'm not, I'm not. not a huge Star Wars fan. I just like... I love Star I, Wars. I, 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 I enjoy it, but I can't remember the, the the characters' names, and I'm sure there's a lot of Star Wars fans saying, like, that's the guy. I can't believe mm-hmm. you can't remember his name. Um, but you know what I'm talking about. But they're going to have a new show. Uh, yeah, I don't know the actor's name. Then. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I can't remember. I can't remember the, the characters' names in Star Wars. Is it Obi? I think Obi-Wan. So he's going to play yeah, Obi-Wan. Yeah. And um, so it's 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 supposed to take place ten years after that last Star Wars that those guys were in together. Okay, yeah. So yeah. after like Return of the Jedi, or yeah, after, the, the, uh, the, the terrible, the terrible Star Wars, yeah. like the, the the ones that were in the early two thousands, the, the good ones, ones that were oh those no, 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 the three no, that were the yeah. three that were not very good. Yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, so it's supposed to be ten years after that last one took place when Hayden Christensen became Darth Vader. And then what's his face played Obi Wan. So yeah, yeah, I actually have not seen any of those three movies. I saw the first three. I mean, I didn't see the subsequent three, and then I saw the last three. I mean, but I haven't. I actually we have a helicopter flying. Yeah, over. but I didn't see those middle three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard bad things about them, and yeah, I didn't yeah, really I guess, want I mean, them it, to. They're not the greatest, but I mean, you guys, you know, with the terrible early CGI of the two thousands, I mean, you know. You have to get and, past that, but and nothing really happened in those movies. It was more of a background. Uh, it was well, like I a mean, prequel to the first three. Well, that's, that's that's kind of all Star Wars. The prequel to this prequel to that prequel. I mean, it, you know, it basically shows the backstory of how you know Darth Vader became Darth Vader. So I mean, you, I mean, yeah, you, you kind of have to watch those. You have to watch those. If you, I mean, if you watch Star Wars, you have to watch those. All right, I'll watch yeah. those three. I'm surprised you haven't watched those. Uh, Even yeah, I, I watched those. Yeah, I think I, watched I don't watch any movies. one of them. But I just didn't want it to sound because I was I had such a good feeling about the first three. Mm-hmm. That when when I heard those those the subsequent movie was not good and then the next one wasn't good I was like eh, do I really want to sour myself but then the the last Jedi was good and the Force Awakens was good so I was like yeah, okay they were whatever and I, I thought and, I still think Rogue One is the best out of those out of all those and Rogue One was good and I'm old so I was like okay well these movies are you know they have the characters that I know I don't think I watched the last Star Wars I didn't watch. Well, oh, the Solo. last Jedi was good. Solo, I didn't watch. Last Jedi, I didn't. I, well, the, wait, which one's the last? I don't even know. The last There's Jedi so, was the last one. The oh, last, is that, is that yeah. what it is? I don't even know. Luke Skywalker I, I is no more. I don't Princess think I, Leia is no more. Han Solo is no more. I don't think I watched that one. Yeah, whatever. So it killed off essentially all yeah, the characters that. But we, the Mandalorian is good, so yeah. you should watch that. <laughs> so, oh, for sure. So I was watching. We were watching some show on Hulu, and they had a bourbon advertisement. With some comedian in it, and you're throwing, you know, sliding the the bourbons down the down the bar, and it, it jumps over his hand, smashes on the wall. He tries to grab it, it won't. So I was like, "Wow, bourbon is really popular." Well, right gin now. too. Gin's coming back, so you know. But the, you know, it's hard to find, you know, the right bourbon because there's so many people making, or so many organizations and companies making bourbon now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're trying to get the the, the short haired bearded people to buy it, 
So be careful what you well, buy. Well, you have short hair, Ben, and you're growing a beard. That is so, true. You know, that is, I, and I like bourbon. Exactly. Now you do. Yeah. It's, 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 so if I buy a flannel, it's all over. <laughs> but this is and a good an axe. One. If you start axe throwing back here, oh, I'm done. I'm leaving. Ooh, axe throwing is fun, though. <laughs> but I don't think it should be legal while you're drinking. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably idea. not throwing axes. Probably yeah. not. It's like darts let's, with let's, an actual metal tip. Let's just drink and go to the shooting range. <laughs> yeah. How about we do that? Yeah, let's do that. I mean, <laughs> you know, just what happens? What's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah, whatever. Uh, we'll, but what we'll would you go, give this, Friday? You know, go-karting yeah. after we have a few drinks. That's probably safer than going to the shooting range. Uh, those go-karts are pretty fast, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this bourbon, I would say this is in 8 out of 10 for me. I mean, the more I taste it, I mean, I really like, I mean, and I didn't think I would, but I really like that nice honey, molasses, smoky sweetness. Mm-hmm. On the taste, and I really like that spice at the end. So I, I agree. I think I will give it an eight. I can't go all the way up to nine or ten, but I can go. I can go as high as an eight for this one. That's eight. All eight. right, Franny, you're at an eight. I'm <laughs> at an eight. And uh, next week, what are we going to taste next week, Franny? You already have the scotch on I the table for next week. The scotch is an Islay Isla single malt scotch whiskey from Bunhaben. <laughs> I have no idea how to pronounce that, but it's Buna Habin. Buna Habin. Buna Habin. Let's I've, see. Which I, I one mean, is it? We need a pronunciation for that right there, Ben. Let me hold that up for you so you can actually uh, search that and you actually have it right there. This is the, the Buna Ben. Buna Ben. Buna Habin. <laughs> this is the, it's pronounced Stewardur. Stewardur. So it's the Stewardur, and it means helmsman in scots mm-hmm. it's the latest member of the bunahaben crew with a brackish coastal tinge this sherried malt will transport you to bunahaben bay with a smattering of sea spray and dried fruit lingering on your lips this is a lot of people really really like this distillery mm-hmm. especially some of their the the higher end yeah. things like rate you know, 99, 100 on people's all-time yeah. scotches, but the people really like this particular distillery, and I think this might be up there with Ardbeg and that particular distillery that yeah. I love, so I can't wait to taste this. No, one. I mean, any Isla that we've had on the show, we can't wait to try it. And this one, it's still sealed, and it'll remain sealed until next weekend for our next episode. But this is a, a distillery that I'm really, really excited to start flavoring from. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like the Lafroy, we like the the Ardbeg, all the, you know, the Lagavulin, all those the Lagavulin 16, especially the one that's like that's like the gold standard for reasonably priced. Eh, about uh, seventy five bucks, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, for reasonably Probably priced. Sixteen islands. year, I mean, that's that's yeah. that's, a, that's a pretty decent price for a sixteen year Scotch, just in general, yeah. And the what else did we taste from the Islay? Uh, the the Port Charlotte we yeah, loved a the, lot. That is a very very good one. Yeah, we had one of the Game of Thrones. I mean, we've had multiple art bags. <laughs> yeah, mean, multiple art bags. You know, we had the uh, the five, the ten, the Eguidal, the uh, did we have the Anoa? I don't, I don't even. I mean, there, there's quite. I mean, we've had quite a few of those, and and we've been a big fan of all the Isla Scotches. So next week we're gonna try another. Yeah, Isla Scotch. And you because, turned them on. I mean, you, you got me to drink the bourbons, and now I'm almost sort of like following. Frane's path that he <laughs> laid for me towards the bourbons to the rise and then on to the scotches where I may settle on eventually as more of a scotch man yeah. uh, than a bourbon or a rye man, which which I did not think would be possible once I really started enjoying the bourbons. Mm-hmm. 
All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beer of the week from Deutschland. Oh, another German beer. Can't wait to taste this one. Hold tight, everybody. All right, we are back with our beer of the week. It is the Hocker. Yeah, pronounce that. Uh, I have no idea. Pshore? 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 <laughs> I have no idea how to pronounce that. Hacker for sure, sure from Germany. That's a lot of consonants. Yeah, this, in a row. Yeah, this is the what do you how do you pronounce that? Weissbier. 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 Uh, this yeah, is, we are our unfiltered hacker pshore. Weissbier is naturally cloudy, full flavored, and uniquely refreshing. George Pshore, in his day, owner of Pshore Brewery and a man of true foresight. <laughs> I'm getting keep worse. Going, keep I'm going. Getting worse. Uh, spread word of this exquisite and enjoyable Hefeweiss beer and made it popular beyond the borders of Bavaria. And the choice hops are? Yeah, that is good. What are the ha- choice hops, Ronnie? Haller Tower Hercules and Haller Tower Taurus. Oh, that sounds really nice. What about the alcohol, the flavors, and the bitterness? Uh, alcohol, 5.5% by volume, flavors, balanced uh bitterness mild uh color honey gold and the uh calorific values <laughs> look at who calorific what the hell is that that's calorific <laughs> uh 42 kcal uh i have no idea and the ingredients water malted wheat malted barley yeast hops pretty much the typical stuff you'd find in a beer Oh, it's a oh, and it's perfect with a delight with hearty Bavarian delicacies. I don't know what a Bavarian <laughs> delicacy is, uh, but it also goes well with lighter dishes such as poultry and fish. What's a Bavarian delicacy like a schnitzel? Probably, I, I'm, yeah, I would I would guess something that is very fattening <laughs> and has uh, a lot of oils in it. Yeah, I mean something that you would I don't know eat in the winter time to get you. I don't know, nice and plump. Yeah, you get like a lot of sauce with like three yeah. pieces of meat, but <laughs> yeah. a giant bowl of like this. This really fattening sauce. Oh, yeah, that's good, yeah. Uh, but what made you pick out this beautiful... Um, be- I mean, it's a bottle know, is amazing. I mean, the bottle is the beautiful. Bottle is, it's, it's just very simple. It's a very simple little bottle. Um, I mean, the color, it's like a honey gold haziness that it has to it. Not much head to it. Um, I'm not sure how much carbonation. I'm not sure how much crispness I'll find in this beer, Ben. But uh, let's give it a little bit of sniff. Oh, yeah. Cheers to you. I think it's Munich-based. A lot of good things come out of Bavaria. Oh, it smells a little skunky. BMW. We make BMW, too. A lot of BMWs. (laughs) I don't know how they make so many BMWs in that little country. It's not that little. Uh, (laughs) The population is not that little. (laughs) But, I mean, there's BMWs everywhere from, you know, every continent, every country on the planet. We are more superior to you. We make good cars. They did well. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. We screw, make good beer. Don't fuck with the Germans. I mean, if you're looking to make do yes, something yeah. efficiently, tell the rest of Europe. <laughs> yes. Angela Merkel says no. The answer is no. Brand- there's a nice yeast. There's a yeasty weediness to it. Yeah, it's got a nice yeast smell. It's a little. It's a little skunky. There's there is actually a nice little bit of skunkiness to it. Yeah, bro. I didn't think I would like a you <laughs> bro, a wheat beer, skunky, bro. bro. Yeah, bro. I have a German neighbor, and he drinks this hacker pshur. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is what we we go we we 
We surf on the the river in when Berlin. I when I don't drink IPAs, I drink the Hackepscher. <laughs> <laughs> there's gotta be. There's no pronunciation guide in here. Yeah, no. But look at that guy right there. That guy it in 1793 that originally. <laughs> that's the guy you want making your yeah, beer right that's there. That's the guy right there. He's got like uh, I don't know four chins <laughs> at least. <laughs> he's got uh, three. He's very happy though. He's got like three foreheads and I, four I, chins. I mean, I mean that was paint. I mean, there was time for him to smile during that painting. Yeah, exactly. And he's not very happy. Yeah, he's like, please make me as ugly as I am in real life. <laughs> But his eyebrows, though, he did a good job in his eyebrows. Yeah, it goes yeah, from 1417 to 1793 to 1813 to 1820, 1841, 1873, 1864, 1973, 1864, 1979 when they changed the name, all the way up to 2007. Wow. Oh, all right. They've been around for a little while. All right. All right. Well, cheers to you, Ben. Cheers. Yeah, let's give us a little taste. Aye, aye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh. Don't say it. <laughs> no, there's actually a little bit of fruitiness. I mean, there's like there's there's almost like a little bit one a little bit more crispness. It's there's got a, it's actually got good crispness. There's, there's actually some decent crispness. It's a very fine carbonation to it. It's not like the thick bubbly. It's it's almost like a thin bubbliness yeah. that you get to it. I'm not gonna explain. Almost that. like a champagne bubbly. Yeah, almost, yeah, like that. Um but it has it, a nice, nice soft thick, bubbliness. Mouthfeel with some citrusy notes and some breadiness to it too. That's a nice thick mouthfeel, Friday says. Made fun of me when I said that. That's actually for a wise beer. That's actually Yeah, it's got a nice breadiness to it, but it's got a nice clean, crisp flavor profile that, that mm-hmm. doesn't give you that that sometimes the the white yeah. beers that we've that I've had the aftertaste on the back yeah, of the throat. It's, it's been a little bit too bready, too weedy. This one has a nice overpowering. It does have a nice crispness though, because it does have that fine um, bubbliness to it, almost like a champagne. It hits, and you, it makes it, it hits you right, yeah, enjoyable. Yeah, it hits you right the front. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you get a nice, almost on the front end, you get a nice citrusy crispness right on the front. Yeah, and I was kind of disappointed because when I pulled it off the shelf, I thought I thought it was like a like a pilsner. <laughs> I thought <laughs> like, and you get to hold me like this. Fucking, where's my oranges? Like, I got to put orange in this shit. <laughs> No, but it's actually it's it's very good. This that's a very good beer right there. I mean, I really, really like nice, the, I like it on the tongue. It's got a nice bit of body to it. It's a nice. I'm shocked that I nice, like this. I didn't think I would. It's a nice thickness, but it's got it's that actually, nice sour. I think maybe because of the weather. I think this is like perfect for if it was if it was the summertime and it was like 90 degrees out here. Maybe we don't enjoy it as much, but right now it's uh, what's the temperature right now? About 57 degrees. It's been chilling. The cooler. It's got to be colder than that. Uh, it's, it's 57. I don't believe your watch. It's the wind chill. Wind chill factor. So well, it, it's it probably, Apple. Apple's like they're in denial. You're from. I mean, you're from. You're from New York. Come on. <laughs> Apple's like, well, we, we were. You were talking about playing in the snow before we got on the on the podcast. Apple's just desperate. They're desperate to make you feel better. They lose market share every year. They're just. They're. They're, they're not. They don't understand why making really simple products that even an infant can use is not what the world wants right now. Except they do. But anyways, <laughs> where'd you rate this, Ben, on our Thurston Goal rating scale of beers? Because this is actually surprisingly better than I expected. Yeah, I mean, I really like the... Wow, I mean, it's just got a nice, bready, weedy, but also citrusy sort of nice, light, there's a little, Entry. little bit of sourness too on the on yeah. the on the finish. It's not what I would expect. I mean, when you grab no. up, this is not like your blue moon 
no. or whatever that that garbage is that they sell you in in the big box stores. Mm-hmm. This is not like that. What about guy with the nice eyebrow, eighbrows had there yeah. in, in seventeen ninety three? I would give this for what it is for a Weiss beer. Yeah, this might be the best Weiss beer I've ever had. Yeah, me too. So I would give it a nine. I mean, Ota yeah. Klinga is going to be my number one <laughs> because I was in the moment drinking it. Was that a Weiss beer? I don't think uh, it was. No, but no, I'm was, sure no, there no, was no, a no. Weiss beer that Ota Klinga made <laughs> that would have been in the moment would have been my favorite of all time because I was in Vienna. Yeah, you know, in the summer. And I, I was just scared to drink too much at that time because the line for the bathroom was so long and I had no idea where else to take a piss other than that bathroom because there was people everywhere. So, I mean, I, I, I kind of held it. Um, oh, no, I would have just went I, in. I, I, I would have just found even a, you. I mean, you went to the bathroom. You were gone for like half an hour. I'm like, I'm not going to. I'd rather just wear a diaper. Oh, is that true? Yeah, but eventually I would just wouldn't care. I would yeah. just find a nice quiet spot yeah. where nobody was looking directly well, you, at me. You would probably just piss in a circle of people yeah i wouldn't really care because i don't because at the end of the day i don't know any of you whatever i don't know any of you i'm just trying to find a nice place just don't look directly at me (laughs) i know you're here just let's not make eye contact don't make eye contact with me as i because it's universal everyone knows you gotta do it you got it yeah i mean you gotta take a shit i don't just bend over and take a shit you know i mean (laughs) well in fairness i would not take a shit at the film festival Watching whatever it was, some I don't know. ridiculous. It was like Madam Butterfly or something <laughs> they were been, playing. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I would, I would give this. Um, I would give it an eight. Also, yeah. it's up there. It's definitely up there with the beers that we've had, especially with um, not expecting what I actually. I mean, I, I didn't know that I bought a white beer. I had no idea that I bought this, and I, I thought I was gonna be disappointed. But I'm actually way happier than I thought I would be. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, admittedly, I have been. Not a fan of wheat beers, not a fan of Weiss beers my entire life. What I've been given to taste in this particular line or variety of beers, I have never liked Mm -hmm. at all. I've always been disappointed with them. This one, I like a lot. This one's really good, actually. Yeah, it is is very good. I mean, if if, if you see the hacker, sure, with the dude staring at you on the label, get it. Yeah, because it's it's got enough. I mean, it's got that beautiful... Sour citrus something mm-hmm. on the front. That breadiness. It just doesn't. It. Yeah. yeah it just it's not overwhelming wheat mm-hmm. flavor. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I'm impressed. Yeah, me too. All right, Franny. Anything else to add? Nothing else to add. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our housekeeping to finish up the show. <sighs> well, 22 hours and 28 minutes. All We're going right, to finish under 2.30 or just, just about. about. There. All um, right, folks. Thank you all for listening to our show tonight. We are a show by Football Fun Friends and Whiskey and Beer Reviews. Please head over to our website at thirstygold.buzzsprout.com. From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes, all 101 of them, plus the bonus Super Bowl episodes. You can check out all of our show notes, get links to all of the stories that we cover, all of the bourbons, the browns, the rise, the scotches that we review. You get links to all the podcatchers in the universe, uh, including Pandora, Audible, and Amazon Music. You can download the podcast directly from there and leave a review. Friday, how many stars? Five stars, Ben. Please, please. We're just we're, we're begging you. Give us a five-star review. We know you're out there, and we know you love the show. Please, please, please help us out with a review. You can email us at podcasterstagoal at gmail.com. You can call us and leave us a comment or a question to be read on the show or addressed on the show. You can follow us on the Twitter for Thurston Goal Podcast, which is at Goal Thurston. Very mediocre. You can follow us at Franny's amazing 
amazing. Nope, it's, it's, it's getting really into the Metropolitan really Museum nice. of Art this year. Friday's Thurston Goal Instagram account really at Thurston. you beyond two and a half hours, aren't you? <laughs> and check out all of our photography or Friday's photography. Friday, anything else to say before we wrap up the show? Uh, nothing else to say, Ben, except thank you so very much, everybody out there, for listening. All right, we'll see you next week. Thank you.